it's the final Harry Potter episode, and we're talking with Henry Papali, sharing initials with the boy who lived. That's right. Lumos, everybody. Lumos. Yes. Yeah. The... Light it up. Light it up. Yeah. Light it up. Yeah, All right. We're I... wrapping it up, just yeah. like we started, just the two of us. Now. Right, right. I'm uh, the D-Train, uh, Daniel Ehrenberg, your other host, the host with the most, some would say. And uh, we're talking about Harry Potter today. It's episode number um, like 118. 120. Really? Okay, great. Yeah, 120. Kind of a, is that a significant number? No, but it sounds like it would be. It's nice and round. Yeah, it isn't, but it, it does sound significant. So yeah. big, big deal show. In the That's 90s, I feel like every five issues of a comic book, you'd get an anniversary issue. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's issued 115, the 115 yeah. issue anniversary. Right. Yeah. It's, the, the, it's the 20th book written by Jim Starling. It's just Jim Starlin. I understand the impulse to put a G at the end. Oh, there, I but, did, uh... <laughs> and of course I know that because he's all 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 I read in the nineties. Yep. Infinity yeah. War. Um, oh, really? Well, he wrote that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I I always associate Starlin with Batman. Oh no, no, no! He's Marvel Cosmic. He created Thanos. Oh, isn't that? Interesting little piece of trivia for me. Never knew that. That's okay. right, gang. Let's talk about some wizards, though, uh, yeah. rather than space aliens. Doctor Strange? Or... We could talk about Doctor Strange if you want. He's got a mustache. He's got a little bald Asian fella. He's got a house in Greenwich Village. That's more yeah. than I got. Yeah. yeah. He's doing all right by himself. Yeah, His sure hands are a little shaky these days, but doesn't matter. He uses a wand or what have you. That's right. Yeah. An elder wand. Uh, oh, you're bringing us right here into the Deathly Hallows. We're talking about Harry Potter as well as the Deathly Hallows today. Uh, both uh, parts uh, one as well as two. Yes. Yeah. We, we are. Yeah. They're two movies, one story. Right. We, we've done it before on this show when we covered... Uh, Mocking Jay, part two. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But here it is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. At least it's like, I think this is like cut up better than Mocking Jay. Well, I don't. You read it. Yeah. I mean, look, it's arbitrary and it's one story being told across two movies with one arc. But, um,. Uh, you know, Mocking Jay was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that, that split up was a little odd. I mean, I, I don't remember mining it so much, but it probably didn't need it. This one, you know, we'll get to it. But I wondered, you know, well, we'll get to it. Well, let's get <laughs> to it. Anything. Uh, yeah. So part one, uh, David Yates is back to direct. Steve yeah. Cloves is back to write. He's got to finish it off, right? He's got to. You know, he's been around since uh, the first one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This uh, this first part was released November 19th, 2010 on a budget. Well, you know, they uh, made them back to back on a budget of 250. So we don't really know how they divvied that up. Right. You right. got to imagine they spent more on that second one. There's all those battle scenes. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I was thinking that, too. Yeah. Uh, the box office take for part one was $960.3 million. It uh, came in at number five at the box office for that year. So none of these Harry Potter movies in the year they released 
made a billion? Uh, well, we haven't re- re- reached the Deathly Hallows part two. Sorry. Yeah. Ah. I All think right. I think uh, the the first one and the last one made over a billion. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. like you said uh, once. Yeah, usually that's the way it goes. All yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, so number five at the box office. Number four, of course, is Twilight Saga Eclipse. And I gotta say, America, that is shameful for more <laughs> of you to go see a Twilight movie than a Harry Potter movie. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about it. Watching, um, there's this one scene in Deathly Hallows Part Two. Where they all like change their clothes on a big cliff, right, right, and the fucking Radcliffe and Grint pop their shirts off, yeah, and and they are just these like white tubby guys, <laughs> like you know, like uh, Radcliffe is a fucking string bean, right, Gr- Grint has like a belly on them, right, right, and like they're just these like. Dudes, and I kind of normal. It's because they were cast as kids. It's like if we were making like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows as the first um, Harry Potter movie, these guys would be hunks. Yeah, 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 it's true. They'd make them be ripped and all that kind of shit. Can you imagine that shit? You get it's nice. Taylor Lautner as Harry Potter. Yeah, it's kind of like a throwback, sort of to like the eighties and well, seventies, eighties, and nineties when. Unless your name was like Stallone or Schwarzenegger, you know, you could kind of look just normal. Yeah, if you were a teen in a movie, you you could look normal. Now you you watch John Cusack. I know. I know. Now you watch even like the the hunks, like Rob Lowe or whatever. Like they were these little guys. Now, fucking, you. I, I watch these TV shows, these teen shows, you know, you know, I love them. Yeah, everyone's ripped. Everyone is fucking ripped to shreds on these shows. (laughs) Yeah, because that's how people are in real life. Everyone who walks around has the time and energy to work out. I mean, just think about Teen Wolf. Think about Teen Wolf 86 versus Teen Wolf TV. Yeah, I can't, but yeah, sure. Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox is Teen Wolf. And Teen... Jason Bateman and two, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. And Teen Wolf now is like this, like dark, handsome, ripped oh, guy, Tyler Hawkling. We saw him, dude. He was the guy who like worked with um with Dakota Johnson at the publishing company in the Fifty Shades. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember I the remember. dude that was yeah. all like, "We should get more fan fiction yep. published." Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about a, a series of movies by an actual author. How about that? All right, sounds good. J.K. Rowling. So, oh, I was reading the box office. It was um, Potter at five, Twilight at four. Number three was Iron Man two. Uh, number two was Alice in Wonderland. Boy, uh, can, can I guess number one? Yeah, go ahead. Toy Story three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toy Story three was huge. All right. Um, and deservedly, I'd say. Great movie. Yeah. Uh, you want to do our uh, top 10 list for 2010 real quick? This is re- newly updated by me, and I have to give Henry. Henry has to get some props from me, man. I oh. had two movies on lists last week, and Henry called me out that I was having the, I was getting the year wrong. And he's right. I was using that those film festival and international dates. Oh. Yeah. That, that fucked me up. So they're on this list, too. And, oh boy, you that's know? interesting. Because now, what were they? Was it 
dog tooth and I need to know before we read dog it. tooth and fish tank, you know, oh. and and I I knocked them, you know, I'll knock them off my the, 2009 list next time we do it. But they're 2010 movies as far as America <laughs> is concerned. And they got busted off of my 2010 list, which I did a half an hour ago because of last week. I was like, oh, better not put dog tooth. And Whoopsie uh, daisy. Tank. Sorry about that. Well, uh, well, I'll worry about it the next time I redo it. I've already done my list. There'll okay. be honorable mentions. That's fine. I have only a mere three honorable mentions this year, and they are Greenberg, Please Give, and Tiny Furniture. Ooh. 2011, I have uh, very few honorable mentions. 2010, I have a shit ton. 2010's I... a fairly strong year. I, like, yeah, all I... ten movies on my list are real good. Like, Greenberg, Please Give, and Tiny Furniture are totally list-worthy. They just didn't quite make it. Yeah, I'm actually cutting off number ten right now. Ooh. Speaking yeah. of Please Give, the new Nicole Holofcener film, now streaming on Netflix, and uh, very good. Oh, the land right. of steady objects with your boy in the in the lead role. It's her first movie with a male lead, Henry. Uh huh. And uh, Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, you know what? I saw that advertised uh, when I was flipping around looking for stuff uh, last night, and I uh, saw him, but I didn't know it was her. I yeah. So it's it's worth it. Well worth watching. A cool hour thirty eight. That's how she does it, and that's why I love her. I'm watching it tonight. Okay, enjoy. I, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I'm watching, yeah. it, I'm watching it tonight. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, right, what are your honorable? Can I just yeah? Can I just rattle off some? I'd love to hear them. You, you don't mind? There's a, there's a little bit of much, but. Uh... Listen, Henry, we're the free and clear today. We had double guests the other week. Right. And last week, you know, Tim, it, it, you know, he eats up so much of the show that, like, you feel like you're talking to more than two people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So we're, we're kind of, we, well, we got some room. We could be loosey-goosey today, baby. Loosey-goosey. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll run through them quick anyway, um, but uh, I'll read it. Read it. So these are movies you should see, folks. <laughs> Solitary Man, Winter's Bone, Toy Story 3, Cyrus, Predator. Cyrus, Cyrus was considered for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shutter Island, Dan. <laughs> oh, great twist. Catfish. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I like that yeah, choice. No. Wall Street 2. <laughs> I'm still here. The King's Speech, The Fighter, True Grit, Tiny Furniture, Animal Kingdom, Scott Pilgrim, mm. and Harry Potter. Scott Pilgrim now streaming on Netflix as great of movie. this week, uh, if you've never seen it. It's a great movie. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a hell of a... 2010 was a really good year, to be Strong honest. Strong year, gang. And, uh, you know, like almost all of these movies are like directed by like... Young directors that since yeah. this movie have only made more great movies, yeah. and I love that. Yeah, that's true. So, oh, you liked my catfish one there, huh? Well, yeah, you know, I'd forgotten about that one. I've, I liked that movie, and I've never seen the MTV show. And, um, you know, I've been considering, I, I watch I, lately, I've been uh streaming The Hills on MTV.com, Henry. Sure, sure, yeah. I'd never seen it before. They're rebooting it soon. I'm loving it. It was uh, Rachel Recommend. And uh, now now that I have the MTV.com password, I'm looking what else they've got. And I enjoyed that Catfish movie. Maybe I got to watch this Catfish TV show. Might be good. Might be good. 
Henry, what's your number 10? My number 10 uh, was something else, but now it will be dog tooth. Okay. It my- would be higher, but this is a late entry, right? All right, this all weekend, right. So. My number 10, uh, you know, and it's a little tarnished now for all the apparent sexual <laughs> molestation that happened behind the scenes of this oh. film. But uh, here it is. I'm still here. Oh, yeah. Well, that was an honorable mention of mine. Oh, you're saying Casey Affleck. Casey got one? sued for this one. For, that was the movie? Yeah, that was the movie. I didn't know that. Apparently, as a director, he fostered an unsafe work environment, Henry. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah. Whatever. Henry. I still love it. Yeah, What's it's, a great, <laughs> it's a great movie. Yeah. What's number nine? Number nine was one of the weirdest cinematic experiences I ever had, but uh, one of the coolest. Um, uh, Enter the Void. Right. Gaspar Noé. That was a great, great trippy film. My number nine is Toy Story 3. Great movie. Mm -hmm. My number eight is Greenberg. Yep. Great movie. My number eight. (laughs) We're going to be saying that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, My number eight, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Great movie. Mm -hmm. Number seven. You might not say this. uh, The Ghost Rider. Yeah, good movie. Right. <laughs> you bought it for me. <laughs> I did, yeah. I own it myself. My number Power. seven is uh, Danny Boyle's, probably maybe my second favorite Danny Boyle movie. No, maybe third. Up there. 127 Hours. <laughs> the first part of that is uh, I'll totally go along with, but to be on your list that low. Ooh. But I'm it's glad a good it's on year, man. Yeah. I don't I think know. you'll quibble with any of my top six. Uh, no, I haven't yet. Okay. Uh, n- number six, uh, exit through the gift shop. That's my number six. Yeah, how good was that, man? Great. Yeah, a lot of indies on this so far. I mean, uh, I guess. <laughs> on mine. I have Toy Story 3 on my list. Uh, well, on mine, <laughs> yeah. there is, yeah. All right. Um, okay, uh, that was number six, and that's your number six, so now it's time for... Heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. These are the grand slams, the slap shots, the three-pointers, the touchdowns, the curling when the puck gets close to the circle. These are the heavy hitters of the franchise. Heavy hitters. Go ahead. Inception. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I knew that would get I left time for that. Yeah. The groan. No, no, I That wasn't a groan. That was just. Oh, the soundtrack. That was some James Horner for you. Uh, Hans Zimmer, I think. Hans Zimmer, that's right. Zimmer is bomb. He does that in every movie now. Um, number five for me is Dogtooth. Yeah, great movie. Number four is Black Swan. Great movie. Um, saw it on a date with a customer at Barnes & Noble. Who was? I'm sorry? I saw that on a date with a with a customer at Barnes & Noble. It was this French girl who oh. was in from out of town. <laughs> she asked me if I wanted to see uh. Black Swan after work. Wow. Yeah. That's a heavy date. Yeah, a weird one. Um, my number four is Fish Tank. Great film. Yeah. Three? Uh, social Network. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the best. My a movie one. that improved over time for me, uh, uh, largely due to your insistence that I was incorrect upon my first viewing. Yeah. Uh, now it's way up there. David Fincher's best film. No, but uh, it's great. <laughs> my number three is Black Swan. All right. 
And my number two is 127 hours. Ooh, very high. I'm okay with that. My number two is uh, still Derek C. in France's best film, uh, Blue Valentine. And that is my number one film of 2010. And my number one film is The Social Network. Okay. So there we have it. What a year. Damn. What a year. Now, let us talk about Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 because I'm primed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, now, Tim, our guest last week, brought up Kill Bill as an analog for the Deathly Hallows movies. And I, think, I thought about that. Yeah. I, I, what? What? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I like it because part one, it's, it's reverse, right? So part one of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows is part two of Kill Bill, where it's quieter and uh, more contemplative and just uh, generally more thoughtful. And then hmm. part two is the part where, like, a lot of shit goes down. Huh. Interesting. That's an interesting analogy for sure. I I mean, I haven't seen the Kill Bills in a while. Um, I've never been a big fan of the first one. I love the second one. But, I mean, I, I seem to recall the second one having quite a bit of action, too. I mean, it's got the better villains for me. I, I don't know. But it's slower, man. There's that long-ass section with uh, Michael Madsen in, like, the desert. Right. Yeah. But I get it just always is it's a movie's always popping, so it's hard for me to think of it as contemplative. But I, it's I guess not popping. Yeah. The second no. kill build does not pop as much as the first. No. One. And okay. I don't mean yeah. that as a negative. It's it's my I prefer right, that right. one too. Yeah, yeah. There's no like giant five thousand samurais trying to kill. That's right. There's no yeah, yeah. weird animated sequence. Right, right, right. Although Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part One does have a weird animated sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very cool one. Yeah, some weird Ed Gorey kind of animation. Yeah. Um, which I nice. enjoyed a lot. Nice reference. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Bro? I grew up reading his books. Yeah. Did you? Mm-hmm. Do you still read them today? Never gets old. What Edward are you reading Gorey. right now? I'm reading uh, 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 Edward Gorey and the Case of the Missing Black and Mild. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think I have the... Uh, I, I have a clue to the answer of that book. You do? Don't yeah. spoil it for me. Well, I think you probably have The Missing Black and Mild. Ah, oh, there you go. Henry, yeah. we start Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 with a sweet-ass all-star villain team-up team. Yes. Yeah? It's pretty baller. It's We're like awesome. in like Voldemort's castle and shit, and everyone's yeah, sitting around this big ass table, and it's like, oh, there's Peter Pettigrew, and there's Lucius Malfoy, and like Umbridge is dicking around. Yeah, dude, it's it's awesome. It's so goddamn baller. It's so good, and I loved that it's you know it starts like that, and then the cre- the uh, title comes up. And 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 that was really cool. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I mean, I guess a few of these have done that, but this was particularly effective. It's a hell of a cold open. Yes. You know who doesn't show up until ten minutes into this movie? Who's that? Harry Potter. HP himself. Yeah. At, which yeah. leads me to believe I like that the books are all told from Harry's perspective, mm-hmm. but maybe in these movies. We need more scenes like what's going on elsewhere. So that kind of scene does uh, that's really interesting. I, you know, I I really do forget 
because I haven't read them, that they are told from his point of view. So, Well, it's all- third person, but he's like the – you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's always do, like I Harry do. does this. Harry no, no. I, this. I, yeah, I get it, but but – how but if he's not privy to anything i mean does he do they does she describe sequences that he has no knowledge of at all no so this scene is like just written for the screen i think this is probably created whole cloth i mean it's been a while since i read this book and i know there are a couple of chapters that diverge from that but they're few and far between like that one we talked about with the real weird sisters at the very beginning of goblet of fire uh, right. But that's a divergence. You don't remember, but that's okay. No, no. So Harry shows up 10 minutes deep, and uh, he's, like, meeting up with the Order of the Phoenix, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, like, Bill Weasley's hanging around, the the dragon brother. <laughs> right, yeah. And he's, like, engaged to Flor Delacour. Yeah, it took a leap there. I didn't... I didn't yeah. Little confusing, but that's okay. I might have been pleasantly surprised to see Flora Delacour back in the mix. (laughs) No, for sure. Yeah. Uh, But some of the, uh, it took me a a few, I'll just say it here. It took me a while to figure out when they said the wedding, the wedding, the wedding. I'm like, who, who, who's, who's getting married? What, what did I, what did I miss? The Deathly Hallows Um, movie is the one that's released closest to the release of the Deathly Hallows book. And mm. I feel like we are not giving a shit about exposition in this one. They're like, they're like, it's the seventh and eighth movies. The book fucking just came out. <laughs> Let's just put the shit on screen. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, yeah. So like, I totally understand what you're saying. Like, I would have been totally confused except like when I saw Fleur and Bill. I was like, oh right, that's a thing. Yeah. 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 Not not so for me. Right. But uh, I I just wanted to mention that opening scene again, because the whole thing in that sequence is so cool because of like, I mean, again, holy shit, are we get are we dark as hell? I mean, you know, all you're missing dark. All you're really missing is like, uh, I don't know, some real open gore and you're going to get an R rating on this fucking thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, she he's torturing that teacher, like having her levitated and she looks at Snape. Oh, my God. And she and they kill her. Yeah. I mean, it is. There's a lot of cadavers being slung around left and right. in these. Yeah, man. And the tension around that. I mean, look at that table of actors, too. I mean, you got Alan Rickman, Jason Isaacs. You got Helena Bonham Carter and Ray Fiennes. I mean, just this is like. This is a game beyond anything, man. I got to I mean, give man. a special shout here to Helena Bottom Carter. Absolutely. Holy shit, is she engaged with this performance? I know, and I didn't give her my MVP for this, and uh, but it, it was I she is awesome. You know, She's you know so... what I was really blown away by if we may just jump to part 2 for a quick yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can kind of interweave them if you want. I don't know. I don't want to do too yeah. much of it because they are different movies, but Right. Uh, just right here, I will say there's that sequence where Hermione takes like a polyjuice potion and to like yeah. look like Helena Bonham Carter. Yep. And Helena Bonham Carter playing Hermione trying to be Bellatrix Lestrange. It's incredible. Is yeah. so nuanced and smart and funny. Right. It just works on every it, level. It's not over the top, and it so easily could be. It's like one of the best body switch performances I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, it almost is as good as Dudley Moore and Kirk Cameron. Yeah, or yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar in that one episode of Buffy where she right. switched bodies with Faith. 
Right. That's right. Everyone yeah. knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know they do. Um, so or, we're back to the Order of the Phoenix, and this is like the all-star good guys team. Right. Okay? Now, um, at this point, Ron and Hermione are just like, fuck it. Apparently. Yeah, yeah they're like, sure. they're, they're always together. But here's what happens in this scene. Everyone turns into Harry. Right. And they right, all right. start, like, getting shorter and, like, popping lightning scars or whatever. <laughs> and it is some fucking Cronenberg shit. It is gross. It's like it is, body yeah. horror. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it, it, it's kind of like Sonny Bono and Troll. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, morphing. The fly. It's the, yeah, the fly stuff going on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool, I, though. I, uh, it is kind of cool, but, like, I was grossed out. Like, if I was yeah. in a room of people and they all just started morphing into Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> I, I mean, it's because think, it's him specifically. I don't think I'd ever leave my house again. Uh, Daniel hey, Radcliffe man. is a weird-looking guy. He's got, like, a big chin, but it's, like, also very flat, and he's got, like, no lips, nah, and those round yeah. glasses aren't doing him any favors. He's ridiculously <laughs> pale. I, I don't know what's going on with this kid. He's a good actor, though, man. He's all I, right. Uh, you know, no one, uh, since we've even started, we've kind of never really given him any props. I don't think any one of us. And I, Well, I, we did in the first movie. like, And we were saying he's a good little kid actor and he gets right. better. But then I feel like the last two weeks, like the real weird sisters and Tim haven't been as into him. And right. so we've been like putting this off. But hey, man, I'm with you. Every so often there's a flat line reading here and there or like you can tell yep. he's like waiting for his line to, to come like for someone else to finish talking. But like those are nitpicks. And in general, he he's carries great. these movies. He's great. And in this movie, particularly part one, I, I think he's because it's the quieter part. Yeah, he I think might be his best. And uh, I think he's just fantastic. Uh, he's, he's excellent. He's a good actor, dude. I, I saw him in, what was he in that movie? Horns, which was not a great you movie. You saw that? He, it was on Netflix. A couple <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Some of you recommended it to me. I liked uh, Swiss Army Man. I didn't see that, but I did see Imperium, and that was excellent. What the hell is that? See that? Uh, he plays like an undercover guy doing like a neo-Nazi thing. It's very good. Really? What, yeah. like the fucking believer? No, yes. I, I yeah, sort of, but yeah, it's very good. Yeah. That's weird, man. I'd love to see Radcliffe as a neo Nazi. It was <laughs> Yeah, it was good. All right. Yeah. Uh you know All right. he looks like he could be a Nazi. Like if he grew a Hitler mustache, which I think he had in a movie at one point. Didn't he play like I a Nazi know. in something? I think you're thinking of the movie I'm Maybe I am. About. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Gang uh, they go flying, uh, they get attacked by the Death Eaters, and we get our first big death of the movie, Henry. Yeah, let's talk about that. Hedwig the Owl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that was handled much better than the other death in well, that sequence. Does, because I Hedwig died, I was like, oh man, that's awful. Does the twin actually die in that scene? Or no, but fucking uh, Mad-Eye Moody, man. Mad-Eye Moody gets killed? I don't even remember now. Right, because they don't even show it, and it's like... Yeah, they, it's a little weird. Something happened, I don't know what they... Maybe Gleason had to, like, not... He didn't have enough time, or we're working on In Bruges 2 or something. I'm not sure. He had to... 
because they come back to the what is it the borough yeah oh, that's uh, the Weasley house well done got it thank you and they just say like Matt I didn't make it <laughs> it's like what yeah well you know what <laughs> we never really got to spend time with that character anyway because the motherfucker in Order of the Phoenix was not right. Matt I Moody that's true but it's I mean he does such a weird a... botched character it really is because he, he gets a lot of screen time in the ones he's in but but you're right and then he's just gone and then uh, I wasn't even like you know that sad but it was also just weird i was, was just, much sadder the owl died i totally agree henry that henry, poor man. owl damn he flew to uh try to help his master right and he got cadavered <laughs> oh i just got that avada cadavra do you think that's like cadaver Oh, look at you yeah probably we know the play on words she likes boy jk rowling she's always working I think they are big into taxidermy in London. So if Hedwig did fall, hopefully he landed in a nice uh, avenue or, or street there and was taxidermied for life and uh, someone else can admire him. Uh, yeah, I would hope that Hedwig is, uh, you know, being displayed above the bar in the leaky cauldron <laughs> for all time. He's above the bar. Yeah, yeah. everyone I mean, can come really... and pay their. And when people are drinking, like <laughs> young wizards would be like, "Oh, you know that was Harry Potter's owl when yeah. he was at Hogwarts." Yeah, and yeah. the bartender behind the bar would be like, "Your kids never disrespect the owl. You know who that is? It's Hedwig. That's Hedwig, the hero owl. All right. Nobody comes into my pub and doesn't raise a glass <laughs> or a pint." To Hedwig the Owl. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I went to Ireland for a minute. I don't know. I liked it. I liked yeah. it. Hey, listen, there's Irish actors in these movies. Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Brennan Gleeson. Brennan Gleeson, sure. Yeah. They keep that eye in a jar in the, in the Leaky Cauldron. Yeah. yeah. Be... Mad Eye Moody died right above us in the clothes. Yeah. That's his eye. They could, like, leave it. You it's know, like the like, worm in a tequila bottle. For like the the Hogwarts Quidditch team, like when they go out onto the pitch, they rub yeah. the eye for yeah. good luck. Or, or transform the eye into a, uh, what is it called? The switcher, snitcher? The golden snitch. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Harry, so they get, big, they yeah, get cool. um, Dumbledore's scene. will. Oh, that was cool with the great Bill Nighy. Yeah, Bill Nighy, the movie guy. He, um, <laughs> and he, uh, <laughs> you know, Harry gets a golden snitch. You know, Dumbledore being very cryptic, even in death. This fucking Of course, guy. I yeah. know. He can't help it. Just tell them some shit. I know. Everything's got to be a riddle. I know. Tom a Riddle. A Tom Riddle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But you know, I, yo, I how good is it in Deathly Hallows Part Two when ha when Harry and Voldemort are fighting at the end, and Harry just calls him Tom? Like, fuck you. That was awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean, and I will say that this can be said. I could say it now that you know when I didn't talk too much about it in Half Blood Prince because I didn't know if there was going to be some resurrection shit going on here so i was even hesitant to say that you know snape actually kills dumbledore you know i didn't know no snape totally killed dumbledore totally killed him and yeah. uh, it's great makes that movie even better and i mean i knew that i figured it at the time that that was probably it and we'd get some flashbacks but i just i didn't know 
Yeah. So, yeah. So when we read his will, that was interesting. But I, I like that sequence, though, because of this. St- I mean, it's just at this point, it's so obvious that every gift, as innocuous as it seems, is obviously something huge. And my yeah, favorite what the was probably. Well, he gets uh, Ron a portable flashlight. Sure. Uh, that's a basic bitch he's uh, dumb. item for a basic bitch. <laughs> right. You know, Ron in these movies, it's like Harry's developed this entourage like an entourage. And Ron is definitely the turtle. Yeah, but it's weird because Ron has these like strange bouts of uh, brightness, you know, where he's every so like, often he gets real brave for a second, brave and, and even comes up with ideas. And, and uh, I, I think that's the influence of his girlfriend, you know, oh, probably 100%. Talking to read more books, Ron, please. Yeah, yeah. You're going to date me. We got to be on a, some sort of wavelength, but I, that's why I liked her gift the best because she gets, you know, a book and you know, I knew as soon as she got the book that we're in for something from that book, that book it, got released. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Like you could buy that book. It's like um, a book of fairy tales and short stories that were like supposedly written by a you know wizard. Did David Benioff do that, or was that Rowling? Or uh, I think Rowling did it like under a pseudonym. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. Sure, nobody figured that out. No, no, no. I mean, just to like, because like they released yeah, it to like, be fun. like yeah. it's real, you know, right, right, right. like yeah. uh, remember in the first season of Lost when they put out that book that was like written by someone that died in the plane crash? No, I don't. <laughs> I was working in a bookstore. when yeah. that. Pre- oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. And, and okay. all Lost fans read it like maybe it's got hints, but it was just right. some shitty novel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, man, I wonder if they got Edward Gorey's resurrected corpse to do the illustrations for this uh, release in real life. I I should hope so. No, they got there was this lady Mary Grandpre, and mm. she wrote she drew like a little a little picture at the beginning of every chapter of the Harry Potter books. Oh, yeah, okay. they're pretty good. Cool. All right, um, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel. So we at the wedding at this point, I guess. Sort yeah, of, there's or? a wedding. Um, Harry dances with Ginny. We're setting up that Harry Ginny romance, I, which really isn't set up really well in these movies. No, because you get a lot of that Cho Chang stuff, or not enough. Actually, you don't get much of it. But also, you never get the Cho Chang breakup. There's a really no. great breakup scene in the books. Oh yeah, and uh, and in the movie that relationship just sort of dissolves, and Harry gets yeah. interested in Ginny. Right, and I, I figured, okay, well, he gets I guess ginger Cho- fever. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Cho just well, what she she might she's kind of a widow, right? Because didn't uh, I suppose so? Yeah, yeah, he got he got <laughs> obliterated in uh, which one was that? At Goblet of Fire. Yeah, yeah. it was Goblet yeah. Ra- Arpats. Right. <laughs> Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, and can I just say, Robert Pattinson, sure. I don't like how like the the indie film and critic world has now accepted that Robert Pattinson is a great actor. He's yeah, not. They, He's terrible. I mean, I will say I liked him in two movies, and I thought he was very good, though. Uh, yeah, uh, he was in the, that movie I've mentioned a couple of times with Guy Pierce, that Australian film, The Rover. Ugh. You didn't see it. You, no. You, 
And but he was also in that movie you didn't like from last year, Good right? Time. I I liked that. Everyone yeah. liked that. Everyone liked that. Everyone liked his shitty Cronenberg movie. No, I did not. I, I mean, like I couldn't. I did not like alone that. with this guy. Right. No, I I totally get where you're coming from because it's kind of like we're we're sort of like grasping at a straw here because he was like a fanboy guy in Twilight and you know now he's branching out and but they're they're treating him sort of like he's a who would be like a good example like yeah uh, someone who breaks out a truly I mean how about out. Kristen Stewart kind of did like in the same series Twilight yeah but she's good. That's what I'm saying. Right, right, right. She's the example. Yeah, she is actually good. Yeah. In, in, in everything, man. Listen, Pattinson, he's only a little bit better than Lautner. And we've accepted that Lautner belongs in the garbage heap of life. <laughs> a little bit better or? He's better. I can't even say. I've never seen that but I think I think anything. the gap between Lautner and Pattinson is as big as the gap between Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. Okay. Oh, that's that's a big gap. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, so they go to this wedding. Bill and Fleur get married. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. There's so many Weasleys, dude. I I can't, bro. I, there's so many Weasleys. My God, there's a, I, I there's a whole arc with Percy that we don't even get into in these books. I, I don't think we ever meet Charlie the, Weasley. I don't know half of them are, dude. I I know the fucking twins and uh, Fred and George, Ron, Ginny, Molly right. and Arthur. Molly. Yeah, that's the mom. That's the mom. Okay, well I know the parents. I know the core. Yeah, the core you know, the six. Core Weasleys. The core six Weasleys, but there's other ones. Well, there's right. two. There's three other brothers, like older brothers. Yeah. So there's and we're Percy. at the wedding of one of them. Yeah, that's Bill. There's yeah, Percy Weasley, who was a prefect uh, at Hogwarts when Harry okay. first started going there, and then he gets a job with the Ministry of Magic and kind of turns coat. He's like okay, bad Weasley. All and right. then there's Charlie Weasley. Who um, works with dragons? I think. <laughs> and, and now Bill is Bill, Bill Weasley, Weasley. The one played by Domino Gleason. Yeah. Okay. I think. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and how, how weird to see that dude. I know, man. I I definitely didn't, didn't know who he was the first time I saw these movies. He's one of the few parts of the new uh star wars episodes that i like yeah he's, he's one of a, the many great parts one of the one of the uh you know good parts right. of an otherwise yeah so they go <laughs> off and um they gotta find these horcruxes right all right it's horcrux time it's horcrux time they find out that uh, back over there in the chamber of secrets um when he stabbed that book and it started bleeding and shit yeah, that was a Horcrux. Now we got to get the rest of them. Yeah, I was glad that that they were keeping track of how many Horcruxes there were because I could I kept forgetting because I, I could have sworn there were seven. And I think there were eventually. But at one point in the movies, I was like, oh, they got they got. I mean, I was invested, man. That doesn't matter. I, I was invested. <laughs> I was like, OK, uh, two, three to go. No, four to go. I was just and I was just like, oh, fuck it. Who cares? Whatever. Just they they keep getting horcruxes. So they've got you know like they tell you once we're up to like oh there's one left, right. <laughs> and then, and then I was like all right cool, yeah. 
But that wedding sequence, so what happens after that as we're going They through, go, looking. like, Harry's going to, like, leave by himself. And right. Hermione, of, yeah. yeah, he's always doing that kind of shit. A lot of dis 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 disapparations? What do they dis call it? Disapparating, yeah. Um, Not dis, just apparating. Apparating. Yeah. Okay. So, Deathly Hallows Part 1 is one of these Harry Potter movies. There's a couple of them where Ron is pissed off at Harry for most of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it says here, because it says here, Harry, Hermione, and Ron disapparate to London. All right, maybe you're right. Who knows? All right. All right. I, I don't, I'm trying to get some of this vocab right for my test later. <laughs> yeah. I like you, the Real Weird Sisters testing you a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they kept oh, asking was, you questions. I think I'd be better now, but maybe yeah. not still. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, they go. That, I, that stuff was cool, though, I thought. You know, they go into the real world, right, for a little bit. Yeah. Um, what are they doing over there? <laughs> what do you mean, just like hiding in the woods and shit? Well, they go to London, aren't they? In the streets of London for a little bit, uh, and they're attacked by the Death Eaters, and then oh they yeah, go that's pretty they, baller. Yeah, they find a Horcrux locket at uh, Sirius Black's brother's joint or yeah. something like the fake one, R A B or whatever. R A B, right? Oh my god, right? I forgot about all that shit. I have um, the plot in front of me. I, I well can't. done, well done. Um, I want to because it's, right, it's, there's all that shit with creature, the house elf. Yeah, they get Creature and Dobby comes back, my boy. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> Henry. Don't get me started, dude. <laughs> Can we just talk about it right now? Yeah, sure. Dobby <laughs> dies at the end of this movie. Were you hurt? Uh, quite. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I was moved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And immediate... Oh, you were sad when the cartoon died? Absolutely, dude. I was absolutely... And I totally thought... Uh, when it happened, I was like, all right, Hank, don't pull away where the wild things are on me. Don't don't do that now. And uh, I didn't. Uh, I was able to hold it together. But, uh, man, that sucked. I knew it was going to happen, though, man. Because as soon as a character <laughs> stands up and says, what, Dobby is a free elf. I'm like, you're fucking dead now. Yeah. Yeah. And that Bellat Bellatrix. 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 Yeah. It's funny. We would say, I think here, we would say Bellatrix. When you were reading the book, did you read it as Bellatrix? I want to say I read it as um, Bellatrix. Bellatrix. Oh, okay. Yeah. I tend to draw out the long A. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she throws that in there, and I was like, oh, Dobby's a goner. Yeah. that was. I was very sad. That was very, that was very uh, moving. It's sad yeah. stuff. Is this also the movie where we get um, uh, Luna's dad? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Because this Reeves is the fucking Evans, okay. Rise Evans, yeah, yeah. Re, yeah the, the, the you know huge Grant's best friend from not a film. <laughs> yeah. So um, this is the movie where we're not spending any time in Hogwarts. Right. right. So it's like we see the Hogwarts Express on the way to Hogwarts, like right. some of the kids and shit. You know Neville Longbottom or what have you. Right. Right. Uh, but for the most part. They're just like wandering the woods in these movies. <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. Like wandering the wilderness, looking for Horcruxes, trying to figure out how to destroy this locket. Because in making the, awesome tents. The only thing they know that knows how to kill a lot, like a, a Horcrux, is is a, a snake tooth. Right. <laughs> so right. Um, they don't have one of those. So they got to figure this shit out. So yeah. eventually, Ron. 
um, he like decamps. He's so pissed at Harry for whatever. Because he's wearing the the locket. It's one of those it, things. Yeah. It's, like a, yeah. it's a mood ring. Yeah. Well, I it's mean, a mood ring. no mood rings read how you're feeling. They don't make you feel worse or better. And it was kind of a. Yeah, kind of a pun on the. Yeah, but that is, but yeah, right. it, it's, it's a total trope, right? Bad kryptonite. Bad yeah. kryptonite. Oh, it's yeah. the fucking ring, right? Lord of the Rings ring. Right, 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 right. There yeah, you go. that does that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a good reference, though. Yeah. Sure. I mean, that does that for nine hours, whereas we only have to deal with that storyline for about 40 <laughs> minutes this movie. But uh, Nine? Nine? What version are you watching? It's more like 28. Ugh. Um,. So yeah, right, right. So Ron gets pissed. He's all these awesome visions. Of oh them, my god, uh, I love that shit, bro. That was good, dude. Yeah, just ha- ghostly Harry and Hermione naked, making out nude. It's crazy, man. It is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over that like ice pond or whatever. And... Ooh, yeah. And so he he's able, but he overcomes it. He overcomes yeah. it. He pops in the water and he gets the sword of Godric Gryffindor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, well, yeah I the think hero. the order of that's a little different, right? Because the he the Harry Ron has disappeared. Harry sees the sword, cuts open the ice, goes in to get the sword, and the locket starts strangling him. Ron dives in, pulls him out with the sword, saves his life, and then as Ron's about to kill the locket, that's when those visions appear, and yeah. Ron overcomes that. But he's still kind of pissy, I think. Uh, I think after that, he's a little he's more right. comfortable yeah. in his manhood. Right. <laughs> we also skipped um, probably, I mean, I would say undeniably the best scene in any Harry Potter movie. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. It is, of course, the scene where Harry and Hermione dance to Oh Children by Nick Cage. <laughs> What the fuck is that scene doing in this movie? I love it. When I saw this movie in theaters, I got choked up by that scene. Did you really? Yeah. Um, Because it's just gorgeous. This is, to me, David Yates. Like, he's like, gang, I've been doing these books faithfully. (laughs) You're getting these books on screen. Let me have this one. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, that was cool. I mean, then it was like, uh, it was also bizarre to have like, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, human music, you know, in there. That was, it was strange. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like the, the weird sisters or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Somebody didn't like write it, you know, uh, yeah. but it was, yeah, it was, it was cool. It was a neat little scene. I mean, what is the, I mean, I guess this could come at any time in the show, but like, what's your, what is the story? This will be the question that'll get everybody riled up. What is the story with, Harry and Hermione. What's I mean, the deal? They, what? What is the deal? Are they friends or not? No, I mean, they're they're totally um fucking platonic. Platonic, yeah. Yeah, no, I know, and I got that. It conveys that, but it you get a little bit of the. I mean, is that you get a little bit of like? Well, they could have gone the other way, you know. I I don't know. I mean, it's. Uh, I think. What, 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 how does that go in the in the books? What is that? Was that ever like a contention? I, it had to be at I some point. I feel like point it probably was, right? but but pretty early on, like you know, I, Ron and Hermione started becoming such a topic of conversation around the Yule Ball, right? And right. at this point, like Harry's just like not 
partaking in that storyline. So, like, right. you know, I think, like, when the books first started, you assume, like, the male lead and the female lead are going to end up together. Right. But that's right. just not what they did. Like, pretty yeah, no, pretty I... early on, they start setting up the Ginny thing, which we didn't yeah. really do in the movie. Right. And, uh, no, I think the, it's a great the choice. show just, subplot. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't know if that was, like, if fans of the books uh, thought. Like, you know, who's going to go with yeah. who? Or could it still happen? Because, because all the reason I say is because we're in, you know, the seventh movie and we're still getting like uh, Voldemort, you know, rubbing it in Ron's face, you know, in that apparition that, uh, you know, Harry Potter's like, how could you not be with him? How could she well, want I, you? Well, I think more than that being a case of Harry and Hermione having something, that's just a case of. Ron Weasley, who's part of this like low rent wizarding family, right. has like somehow found his way to like the hottest, smartest girl in school, and he's right. best friends with like the most famous guy in the wizarding community. Sure, yeah. Like, yeah. How, what the fuck are you doing here, kid? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Voldemort is also kind of a uh, relationship wrecker. Oh, That's for sure. Of, he's not interested. Yeah, I would love it. I would love if if that was like his plan, just for like one whole movie. Was he's just gonna like make everybody miserable? He makes the romance the crux of uh, the whole thing. Makes it the horcrux of the yeah. whole thing to 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 defeat Harry. Just you know, create tent. Yeah. Well, um, so um, what happens next? They go and they fight Bellatrix, and Dobby dies, and and that's the end of the movie. Right. Let me just uh, let me double check. Uh, make sure we didn't uh, miss anything. So well, we talked like, uh, about the animated sequence already, which comes in pretty late. Oh well, we do see st right. The animated sequence was great. I want to say that was awesome. I I I loved definitely the, a highlight. Look, this movie and I love the story itself. Even though it's sort of, I thought it was going to go somewhere. You know, just kind of like one of those like uh, thousand and one you know Scheherazade tales but it was very very cool it felt original to me and uh you know I dug that Go the ahead. tone of this movie is just right and they have the space of two movies to tell this story and so they're taking more chances than they are in the previous couple of movies and I really appreciate that and, right you know artistic chances and yeah. um I, I also want to say one other thing that adds to that is uh, we do have a new composer we fucking a do. Yeah. Uh, Alexander Desplat. And it's great. Boy, it makes you wish he was with this series the whole way through. The whole way through. I mean, with the, with the exception of that one guy who did a couple of them, right? Nicholas Hooper, I believe his name and, was. And I liked him. But did, but when this movie, like, honestly, like from the opening right. frames of this movie, right. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Listen no, to that. He, he doesn't fuck around. I mean, he's a real composer. I mean, and, he, and he's all over the place. Like, he can do a score for, you know, the Ghost Rider, uh, Ides of March, he'll do Harry Potter, and he makes a style different for every one of them. He, he's uh, as much as I, I love Hod Zimmer, you know, he's he's a one note guy, maybe mm -hmm. three notes. I once uh, saw Henry deliver um, a speech about Alexander the Spot in a church. That's right. Yeah. In the Marble Collegiate Church, about the King's Speech School. Yeah, yeah, it must have been that year, same year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. 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 It was in 2011. I did that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. 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 Yes. Okay. Thank you for your attendance. No problem, bro. 
I took home some extras from leftover pigs and blankets that night. Um, <laughs> there was a nice spread. Remember that shit? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those were those are high fluting gigs I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah big time. Yeah. Uh, now, what? Oh, uh, and the deformed Harry too. That was cool. Deformed. Oh, right. When the when Hermione like punches him in the face. Yeah, and uh, and like we get Draco kind of. You know, it will. We'll. I assume we'll come back to this, all of it, because it's all relevant. You know, who sends Harry the dough right, in, right. in the snow, and Draco's uh, uh, Malfoy malfeasance, maybe not being so much, and unanswered questions. Some questions kind of not answered, to be honest. But. Yeah, no, totally. Um, but yeah, I liked all that stuff with like Henry br- being henry harry being brought in before everybody like with his face all fucked up very cool and they're not certain it's him right right i liked it too because it wasn't like they i liked that touch because they i thought they might go with like he's totally unrecognizable but i guess it's like he's semi-recognizable and bellatrix wants to I guess she just absolutely has to make sure, right? So she's yeah. he- hesitant to call up Voldemort and say, oh, here he is, and it's the wrong dude. Right, yeah. and Lucius sends Draco to check, and I like him, like, pressuring Draco. Like, if we give this guy yeah, to fucking, like, All Voldemort, we're forgiven, in, yeah. bro. Yeah, 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 that was great. Yeah. yeah. Like his wife, too. She was great. She's really Park. good. And Jason Isaacs is really good in these last two, just Before, sort oh, of yeah. like, you know, just trying to keep his head above water <laughs> in this like, Death yeah. Eater organization. Yeah. <laughs> the DEO. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, what do you give this movie, Henry? I'm giving this movie, this was hard. Uh, I'm going to go four. That's what I'm uh, giving it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I almost went five, but uh, I mean, there's a, it's not perfect, but I mean, there's a, it's a little bit too I long. I can't in good conscience give this movie a five. It, it's half a movie. Right. I mean, that uh, it plays into that, that, and that, that sort of plays into it, but I kind of didn't want that to play into my rating. I didn't know if that would be fair, you it's know, fair. because I just, I look, you know, because it's so separate. If they put them together, you get they one five say, hour movie. And they then... say that it's a creative choice, and maybe it was, but it probably wasn't. It, it you know, yeah, it, yeah. it doubles your money for the last two Harry Potter movies. That's correct. So, yeah. like, I, I mean, it's it's the first half of a book adapted into a two and a half hour movie. Sorry, right? I'm I, not I giving do... you a five. No, I agree. I mean, and I think there's a couple of deaths that are just bizarrely underplayed, like Moody and and this is not to say that I cared about them. They're just weirdly done. Like and even Luna's dad, like he's he gets killed. Well, I didn't know. And then you figure out that he was in that when the Death Eaters come because he promised to give up. Harry for Luna. Well, that's return. okay. Neville will take care of Luna, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Oh, and isn't, isn't it in part one at the end too, when they're all in that little prison in the in the bottom in the basement? Yes. That's great. Yeah, that's, that's all a good. great sequence. Oh yeah, because that's Dobby where Dobby asks. shows yeah. up, and who's down there? John Hurt. Uh, right. Fucking uh, Ollivander, who we haven't yeah. seen since the goddamn first movie. It's oh, is that right? Yeah, was that how yeah. long it was? Mm-hmm. God bless John Hurt. Yeah, totally. God damn. And uh, you see Warwick Davis and one of his other 
Well, he's, how many times is he in this movie in different roles? Well, he's two characters. He's just two. I okay. think so. He's Flitwick, the teacher, and he's he's um, Grip Hook, who's like a goblin from Gringotts. And right. it's kind of fucked up because Vern Troyer lost his job, bro. Oh boy, Vern Troyer played Grip Hook in the first movie. But since it's like British people only, we let um, Warwick Davis do his voice. <sighs> but now we're just like, fuck Vern Troyer. Let's just have right. Warwick Davis. Warwick, throw another yeah. costume on, dude. Yeah. yeah. Give okay. him a nose and some sharp right. teeth. Black eyes. Yeah. yeah. All right. The blackest so... eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Hoopa. Yeah. Nicholas Hooper. No, I wasn't um, being Hooper. I was being um, Quint. I know. No, 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 no. I, I was. Oh. I was doing Donald Pleasance from Halloween. Oh my goodness! Yeah, Look that's at you. The I other was re- monologue about the blackest eyes. And I, I thought you were referencing lifeless eyes, like a doll's eyes from mm, Jaws. Sure. Interesting. All mm-hmm. right. So we're both going four. Yeah. Uh, I'm giving my MVP. Uh, you know, it probably deserves to go to Helena Bonham Carter, but. I haven't given it yet to Daniel Radcliffe, and I think he does his best, some of his best stuff here. And I I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. We do eight movies and not one time do we. I mean, he's great. Come on. And he's really good in this movie. Yeah, he's great. I want to say part of me thinks this is the place for a Yates MVP, this movie. Oh, you know, I I've been taking him for granted. Yeah. I, I think really that's have. what I'm going to go with. I very rarely go director, but he did four of these fucking things. And uh, this movie in particular, he's tasked with making half a movie where most of the stuff happens in part two. And, you know, yeah. I was yeah. engaged. I wasn't bored the way I was with a couple of Harry Potter movies. No, I wasn't either. And, uh, yeah. you know, this is a fucking, you know. It's a great movie. This dude. might be my favorite Harry Potter movie. It's uh well we'll do the rankings. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's fucking great, man. I love it. Yeah, it it's awesome. Um, I don't know, man. Well, why aren't we both just going five? Uh because I of the reasons I stated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, touche. LVP was difficult. Uh, there weren't really any dumb animals or creatures in here, like a like Guar. I'll go with Dobby. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, so you didn't when Dobby died, didn't care. I don't really care, but I do like the sort of immediacy of them being like spit out onto that beach at the end. Yeah, that was cool. Like that sequence itself is really good. Yeah, but it is. Dobby dying isn't so hot for me. Okay. Well, who who's your LVP? Dobby then, really? I guess. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, it's all right. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think I have one. It was, uh, I love the music. I love the cinematography. I love the direction. New cinematographer, right? I think this guy's done a few of them. Uh, I'm going to look real quick. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. uh, Yeah. No, I mean, you might be right. Uh, Eduardo Serra. Sure. Um, Eduardo. Eduardo. Uh, he has him pulled up. I do. Yeah. Let's see what he's done, shall we? Um, <laughs> I'd love okay. for you to start reading names of movies at some point. Is that what happens here? Yeah. The Wings of the Dove, starring Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, that's what you're opening with? What else? Un- Unbreakable. <laughs> hey, okay, well, that's a really good-looking movie. The Girl with the Pearl Earring. I can confirm that this is these are his only two Harry Potter movies. Oh, you've already done that? Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, well, well done then. Well, these look fucking great. So that's all we need. He's done a, a bunch of other shit. Done yeah. a lot of movies. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, he did that Beyond the Sea where um, uh, Kevin Spacey thought he was Bobby Darren for like a year. Uh, I remember that. And yeah. Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> Guardo Sarah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. All right. So I don't I guess I don't have an LVP. Sorry. Okay, fine. Jesus. I wish I did. I, I, I wish you did, me... too. That's sort of the format <laughs> of the show. <laughs> like, I couldn't think of anybody who Mad Eye Moody because he died. He has a pathetic death. Sure. I don't know. Fine. Mad Eye Moody. <laughs> he grumbles a lot in the beginning. In the first 10 minutes, you get a, a couple whole bunch speeches. of Mad Eye Moody yeah. and then he's gone. Boom. All right. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Oh, superhero count? Do you have any of those? I do, uh, yes. Ooh, you were on it with that cue. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I only got uh, two here. Okay. Uh, Reese Evans. Yeah, you you can probably guess what he was in. Yeah, he's Major... the Harry Hugh Grant's best friend in Notting Hill. <laughs> he had superpowers in that. Yeah, superpowers yeah. of hilariousness. No, uh, what what has he been in? Probably like a Thor movie or something. No, I'm surprised you're not getting this, even though it's awful in every way. Um, he was uh, Kurt Connors, the lizard in the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, well, I saw that movie once, and I was drunk. And I yeah. never saw the sequel. <laughs> There's no need. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we get, uh, I had to dig deep for this because I, I the cast on this is absurd. But uh, I did catch, did you catch in this one, the guy playing Grigorovich? He had something important, some object of importance. I don't remember what it was. Might even been the wand or something. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's played by our old uh, Croatian actor friend, Rade Serbagdijica. Oh, Rade Serbagdijica? Yeah. yeah. Remember? Remember? Yeah, he's I know him. Yeah, you know, of course, he's in Batman Begins as the homeless man. Right, and of course. X-Men First Class. <laughs> what as did the we Russian... just cover this guy in? I, I don't know, but we did. Yeah, yeah I, I remember talking about him being homeless in Batman right. Begins. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, Henry. Okay. David Yates and Steve Cloves are back. This was released uh, shortly thereafter, the next summer, July 15th, 2011. I was there. Had a big box office of $1.342 billion. Wow, there we go. Question answered. It currently sits at number 10 on the all-time box office list. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, I wrote down the top 10, Hank. You want to go through it? We haven't top done this. Top 10 of so, all time? Yeah, this is the top 10 of all time, where, where we're at right now with this. Wow, we really mm-hmm. haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. Okay, so Harry Potter. It has and Death two Hallows movies, Part- two 2018 movies on this list. Okay, uh, so I'm not going to guess any kind of order. Right. I'm just going to throw some stuff throw out some there. Throw some stuff out there. Avengers Infinity War. That is number four. Wow, mm-hmm. all right. Um, Come on, you know one and two. I do? Yeah. In the all-time uh, box office list. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, but it's one of the Star Warses, and I don't know no, which one. No, it's not. Oh, Avatar. Avatar is number one, of course. Of course, Avatar. Yeah, sorry. What's number two? Uh, 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 I don't know. I the need some help. The previous movie by the same director. 
by James Cameron? Yeah. Titanic? Titanic is still on that? Titanic is still number two. Oh, because these are also adjust- these are the non-inflated things, right? So we're counting like yeah, that's going- right. This is Gone okay. with the Wind. It's not on this. <laughs> so Titanic is still number two. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I hate him. All mm-hmm. right. Um. All right. What do we got? We got one of the uh one of the Dark Knight movies. No. Maybe? No. 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 One of the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Number three is Star Last Wars: Jedi. The Force Awakens. Over Last Jedi. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because people were excited. It's like the first new Star Wars movie since whatever. Right. I remember I was too. Um, I don't. <laughs> I, I can't remember the. Uh, go ahead. I, I'm, okay. I'm, so I'm four blanking. is Infinity War. We said okay. that. Yeah. Number five is a movie you preferred the sequel to that came out this year. You are killing me right now. I, my mind is just not in this mindset for this old stuff it's fucking it's not old all these movies are from like the last few years no i get it but i prefer the second part yeah i mean it's actually like the sixth part or whatever because they rebooted but i don't know jurassic world number five (laughs) okay all right i didn't think of that as a two-parter number six marvel team up uh Captain America Civil War? Oh, sure. If I say Marvel team-up, definitely what you'd say is Captain America Civil War. No, the Avengers, you numbskull. <laughs> See, I can't, I'm can't. i not thinking back far enough. This is really throwing me off. All right, the event, okay, all right, got it. Just do it. Number seven is uh, Furious 7, and I love that that's at number seven. I feel like it should nuts. always be there. That's nuts. Yeah. I can't remember if I liked that one. I think I did. We loved it, Henry. Yeah, you, yeah, you have like a block with those Fast and Furious movies. No, I, I know I liked them, I, but I don't remember which ones. I just remember we hated That's the one two, where right? Paul Walker died. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever one was the uh, one with um, the rappers. Yeah, that one was the worst one. That Yeah, that's Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, okay. Too fast, too fast, too furious. <laughs> I think that was the ludicrous song from that movie. Oh, okay. uh, number eight is uh, Age of Ultron. So two Avengers movies on there. Three, three Avengers three, movies. All three there. Avengers movies. See, I would have never guessed that, dude, ever. No. Number nine, another Marvel movie, Henry. Jesus Christ, you're yeah. killing me. Uh, it came I don't out, know, man. It came out this year. What are you going to guess? Ant-Man and the Wasp? <laughs> Black Panther. Yes. All right. All right. So without help, I got two answers. With help, I got two. So, I can't okay. believe you. I just didn't that think was, about the Avengers. That was disgusting. It the was, fact that it, you couldn't it, it, think it was, of Titanic. I was not. I thought it was gone by this of point. Of course I, not. I really did. I thought Titanic was just out there, man. I did not. I thought the dark. And I was positive the Everybody dark Everybody knows Avatar and Titanic are one and two. You host guy. a film podcast. I was just going to say, not the guy who hosts a film podcast. I just was convinced that one of the Dark Knight movies was there. And I thought it would. It must be low, a little bit right close. So. You're a nut. Yeah, I am. And not, number no, 10, no Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Hey, you know what? I've mm-hmm. I got to talk about the Oscars, and I forgot to do that with Part 1. So let me talk about Part 1's Oscar contention. Oh, all right. Um, um it no, turns out Harry Potter, the franchise, never won an Oscar, but it was nominated for a whole bunch. Right. Uh, Deathly Hallows Part 1 was nominated for Art Direction, uh, an award it lost to Alice in Wonderland. 
Ugh. <laughs> God. Yeah, you know what else was nominated? Uh-oh. Inception. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, that's not, you know, a very good-looking movie. Yeah, Inception beat uh, Deathly Hallows Part 1 for visual effects, I'll say that. Um, Deathly Hallows... Oh, hold on. What? Something happened here. Uh, oh, no, no. It's okay. Oh, right. <laughs> Fuck. No, that's all right. You don't want to um, do the cue? No, because it's playing an ad first. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. All right. Uh, uh, for the Oscars, Deathly Hallows Part. <laughs> read it over the over the titles. All right. It was nominated for Art Direction again, which it lost to Hugo. It also lost visual effects to Hugo and somehow lost makeup to the Iron Lady. That was better. I like that. Yeah. yeah. How about the that? Iron Lady? The Iron Lady won makeup. Jesus. That movie is garbage. <laughs> you know, I was looking at... I saw it. It's not t- It's not it's garbage. garbage. I was Come looking on. at... Mamma Mia director made that. Um, Deathly Hallows Part 2. Right. I was looking at 2011, the Oscars that year. What were we fucking doing in Hollywood that year? I, I Like, I forgot yeah. how much the artist swept... Oh yeah. Like the artist won Best Picture and shit. Like we all remember that. But did you remember oh, that God. Jean Dujardin won Best Actor? No. Yeah. Oh, we we watched those Oscars together. Probably. Yeah, we did. I remember. Oh yeah, we, we keep... were like making fun of that dog the, from the artist. And, and, <laughs> that, yeah, and the theme that kept coming up because the artist kept winning, and it was like this stupid ass goofy. French oh yeah, it was like doodly doo. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Oh, who who talks about that movie now? Nobody talks about that movie. It's garbage. <laughs> I never saw it. More people talk about Silent Movie by Mel Brooks than talk about the artist. <laughs> I I, uh, I think um, and that year Meryl Streep won for the Iron Lady. Yeah, that's come on. That's I, yeah. unforgivable. No, I agree. You're right. Wow, the two the 2012 Oscars were not uh, were not on the mark. Yeah, yeah, they really were. Wow. Uh, okay, do you have your top 10 movies of 2011? I do. I do. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I have some uh, a few HMs. I redid this list, uh, but I think I only added one movie. Okay, I uh, re- had redone it a while ago, but I did add one movie. But uh, my quick HMs is only four. Take Shelter, Warrior, Margaret, and Midnight in Paris. And my HMs are Contagion, Midnight in Paris, Scream 4, A Dangerous Method, and Attack the Block. I always forget about The Dangerous Method. Yeah, that's a good movie. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Ah, that'll be back. I'm writing that right okay. now. Okay, what's All your right. number 10? My number 10 is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows oh, Part 2. Listen to you. You now have Harry Potter movies on two top 10 lists. That I do, man. All right. My number 10 yep. is Young Adult. Great movie. Uh, number nine, A Separation. Yeah. My number nine is Moneyball. Great movie. Yeah. My number eight is Another Earth. Yeah, a lot of doubles and triples on this list. Not, <laughs> not a lot of home runs. My number eight is The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. All right. Uh, my number seven is a movie you, you love, uh, The Ides of March. It's okay. I mean, like, I don't no, hate I know. that movie. I, I know. Uh, my number seven is Shame. 
Ooh. Too Ooh. low? Too shame on you, yeah. Oh, my Just... God. How fucking excited am I for that new Steve McQueen movie? Are you? Me, too. Holy shit, that looks good. The guy's flawless. He hasn't, he's made, like, three movies. They're all masterpieces. And I think he's just gotten better. And yeah, I, yeah, I think he, this he one does. might be his best one yet. This is the the one. I haven't seen a trailer for it in a I very have, long time. I have. It's so good. Okay, yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, Widows. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's mm. right. Okay. So, it's number... It's nice that Viola Davis is getting, like, a big movie role again. She deserves that shit. Like, I don't... I don't she, she can do better than Shonda Rhimes shows. I, I I would think so. She's yeah. awesome. She's fucking great. Yeah. She was great in Fences, too, man. She yeah, she any, was. Shit for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number six? Moneyball. That's great. My number six is my addition to the list, and that is Ooh. Meek's Cutoff. Great movie. Yeah. Great, great movie. Saw it in theaters. Awesome mm, great. movie. Great. Um, all right. Uh, truncated or full? Let's have the truncated. Heavy hitters. Oh. I want to hear the rest. My, <laughs> my editing prowess today is not is not doing well. Yeah. I'm getting ads all over my phone. It's oh. crazy. Um, Alright, you what's your number? Yeah, it's fine. What's your number five? No, it's not fine. We should be here. The slap shots, the three pointers, the the curling when the puck gets close to the circle. These are the heavy hitters of the franchise heavy hitters. What's your number five? I think you should put that on your iPod and listen to it when you're traveling. What, just as like mood music? Yeah, well, yeah, because you you like it. You know all the words. It, it's uh, true. Yeah, you're getting you're getting the timing down. I it's mean, it's quite comforting. And someone would be like, "What are you listening to?" And you'd be like, "Oh, it's just a little theme from a podcast I know." That I know. <laughs> well, all right, what's your five? number five? And these are heavy hitters. Mine are the, girl, the girl with the dragon tattoo okay. by David Fincher, Esquire. Sure, I like the looks of that new trailer too. Yeah, looks good. Yeah, Foy looks good. Hey, that Foy is good. <laughs> she just won an Emmy uh, the other day. For the crown? Yeah. All Maybe right. I got to watch that. Uh, <laughs> my number five is A Separation. Great movie. Number four is The Tree of Life. That's my number four. Oh. My number three is Melancholia. My number three is Margaret. Great movie. My number two is Shame. My number two is Drive. That is my number one and movie my, of 2011. My number one is Melancholia. All right. Yeah. All right. A lot all right. of similarities there. Right on. Right on. Now, <laughs> we uh, let's talk about it. Deathly Hallows Part 2. Henry loved it, clearly. Uh, so, loved it. So uh, where, we do, where do we begin? It's, um, we start even before the Warner Brothers logo with um, Voldemort hacking into uh, Dumbledore's tomb. I, I read a piece of trivia that this is the first time a movie studio has let a movie do that in 75 years. Do what? Have a scene before the studio logo. Really? Yes. Wow. How about that? I thought they did that in the in part one, but I guess they. I they think did we had the logo. Then okay. we did the scene. Then the title. Well, it was great, and I mean, uh, you know, I, I already knew. Obviously, I, I liked it because I I'm th I was thinking about it. You know, I watched these back to back like two days in a row, so it was As fresh for I. me. Yeah. But but I imagine it being, you know, what were they, like nine months apart, something like that? Something six like that. 
you know, it's nice. Probably be a nice callback to, you know, just a refresher. Yeah, it's could, also such could, a fucked up scene. You could fuck in the theater seeing Deathly Hallows Part 1 and then go into labor in the theater seeing Deathly Hallows Part 2. Wow. How about that? That's really, really. Yeah. And I can understand. That's In Part 1, you got that scene where they're changing and you get to see right. Radcliffe and Grint's bodies. And so then somewhere Radcliffe in the world, is making out naked. Somewhere in the world, there's a seven-year-old who can say, I was conceived during part one, and I was born during part two. I should hope so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Tweet at Dan if, if you know anyone. That's right. And they, um, in memoriam, they named the kid Hedwig Moody. <laughs> <laughs> in memoriam? God. Yeah. Whew, that's dark. All right. Yeah, All right. Seven-year-old didn't make it. He was stabbed to death after he had dinner at the table. Was that awesome trivia we learned last week? I don't remember recall. That? You don't remember that? One of the actors in the movie was after the gluttoning at the table there. He was actually in real life stabbed to death, and that's why he didn't appear again. Remember the story? Oh, Tim yeah. Told? I vaguely remember that. Yeah. You know, that whole Tim episode was a blur. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, it is exhausting to talk. Kind of like the plot right. line. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Deathly Hallows Part Two. Uh, we're talking about it, and uh, so where do we go from here, Henry? Well, we go. We're at. Uh, they're, they're trying to get the Goblin Grip Hook to get them into the Goblin Bank. Gringotts. Oh, right. Because the whole thing in this right. movie is like we're like undercover with with uh, Grip Hook. And then from the time Griphook gets them into the bank until the end of the movie, like until like the epilogue bit, it yeah. all takes place in like a couple hours. Yeah, it's that's true. I didn't think of that. Yeah, you're right. There aren't really days elapsing because like in the fir- in part one, there's there. They say they're like, we haven't seen you in months and all that kind of stuff. No, nah, the uh, whole movie right. is just the Battle of Hogwarts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very cool. That was a cool sequence. I knew as soon as the dragon had the chains around it in the vault and had they showed blood around its neck, you know, yeah, that's from... how they'd escape. Well, yes, but I also knew that Hermione was going to say something about how cruel it was. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. that's way more a part of her thought. character. That's way more a part of her character in the books. Yeah. I told you about that whole long right, right, the free the yeah. Elves. I mean, yeah. that right. goes on for like five books, <laughs> and they just cut it out. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, so they they get in there and they get out of there. It's a pretty good sequence. Cool sequence where everything's multiplying and that. Oh room. yeah, yeah. That's kind of a little bit creepy, like. It, yeah. it, I, like, yeah. I found it genuinely claustrophobic. It was. It was very uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when those spikes are coming down and the insects are on the outside and all that shit. Sure. Or um, Garbage Disposal, Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, more so the Garbage Disposal because they have to, like, climb on top of trash and shit. Yeah. 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 And a uh, little I wasn't stunned that uh, uh, Grip Hook double crossed them. But, uh, boy, he got I only told you I'd let you in, not that I'd let you out. Yeah. Are goblins known for their nefarious uh, attitudes in these books? Goblins are quite renowned for their treachery. That's why they're bankers? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, it's it's true. You think it's a Jew reference? (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know, man. Now it's that you me, said that, Shylock the Goblin. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> rolling subtle. Oh man, rolling subtle anti-Semitism creeping into her books. Yeah. Oh man. Mm-hmm. I'll Ooh. take you down to the Oigavault. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. That's pretty good. Thank you. That's pretty good. Yeah. Now, so Rabbi Griphook gets it <laughs> bad, and uh, it, it's rough. And uh, anyway, but he gets his. They fly out on the dragon. That's an awesome sequence. Cool looking. We already talked about her, you know, being Bellatrix and uh, the other guy not doing much of anything as Ron, but that's okay. It's a Helena Bonham Carter scene stealer, so it's fine. That's right. Hey, we did we not talk in the Deathly House Part One? There's that cool sequence where they're like trying to infiltrate the Ministry of Magic. Oh, we did not. No. Yeah, that's pretty good too, because that's also yes, like is. polyjuice shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a great sequence. Yeah, actually. where With, like Ron and Harry like run into each other in the elevator, and Ron forget yeah. had just like forgotten what Harry looked like. Yeah, that was great, and we also got a, a snippet of the great actor Peter Mulan, uh, who had a minor role as like one of the Ministry of Magic bad guys. Uh, Sadly, you know, Pete- we didn't get his dragon voice by Eddie Murphy. What do you mean? Oh, I don't a get Mulan it. Mulan reference. Mulan. Oh, yeah. well done. Now we it's the, from Train Spotting and Ozark and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Who can forget Ozark? I love Ozark. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I finished season two last week. Were you I love sad it. it got shut out at the Emmys this week? I don't watch the Emmys, so I had no idea. What? You know I don't watch the Emmys. I don't. I don't watch enough TV to to have any stake nor the knowledge to partake in the participation. Okay. Jeez. I know it's big one for you. What were you were you happy with the uh... uh the show itself was horrible, but I was happy for the most part with the winners with the obvious exception of fucking Game of Thrones. Oh, that won a lot again. Okay. Well, it didn't win a lot, thankfully. Did the did the Americans won best get drama? The Americans thankfully won for writing and Matthew Reese won best actor. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes me happy. But right. Carrie lost to that Claire Foy lady. I saw an episode of The Crown. Oh yeah, yeah. How was it? I watched. I watched the pilot. It's an hour. Well, you're a real Netflix devotee. Yeah. Well, it was. <laughs> I stopped. I mean, yeah. I, I the pilot. You know, it's it's very slow, and I'm not really interested in English royalty. So no. Then again, I'm not that interested in the papacy, but I am into the young pope. The young pope <laughs> coming back soon, hopefully. No, it is. They're filming it. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty excited. I about miss it. our being able to reference the young Pope. Oh, my God. I look forward to it. Let's cover a Jude Law movie. What, has he been in franchises? He's the finest actor out there. He, he ought to be one of our finest actors. He must be in a franchise. I don't yeah. know. Um, I, could do, we could do the original Repo Man. And then no, Repo that's not Man. a franchise. Hey, we yeah. could do uh, Ripley. Didn't they make a couple of like Bobo Ripley movies? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bobo. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Um, All right. Now, Sherlock Holmes. There you go. Oh, that's it. Of course. Sherlock Holmes and Sherlock Holmes Game of Shadows. I've never seen either. The no. first one. You know, it's watchable. Yeah. Okay. Right. Listen, they get to Hogwarts and it's fight time. Yeah, man. All right. They have Fucking a big Snape war. Snape is running the show. Snape. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Well, at first we see what's been going on at, at Hogwarts, and Snape is the headmaster, and the Slytherins rule the school, 
and uh, you know it's dark and but whatever. Then Harry shows up, like separates everyone. Then McGonagall takes over. That was fucking real cool. good, Maggie real Smith. Great. Great. She's awesome. I mean, and let's not forget how they all got back there, right? Didn't Nigel? Uh, save them and bring them to Hogwarts, and because they ask him, "Why are you all cut up and all that shit?" Who's Nigel? I'm calling him Nigel, and I might be calling oh, him the wrong oh, right. name. No, yeah, they're they go into Neville, that. Neville, yeah, Neville. yeah, they go into that house that they were like <laughs> crashing in in Order of the Phoenix, and uh, Neville comes through like a painting or whatever to bring them. Right, through. right, right. Yeah, right. right. We meet Ciaran Hines. Uh, oh my God, dude, superhero count. In yeah. in the worst superhero movie of all time, got it covered. Uh, <laughs> you know, Ciaran Hines, he does his thing. Uh, you know, he's actually a little restrained for Ciaran Hines, which I appreciate. Yeah, you think he can uh, overdo it? Oh, I think I, I believe he can tear at the wallpaper. In interesting, yeah. because you know what's interesting is when I think of him, the two movies that come to mind. You're not going to probably be on the same page, but are his as. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis's sidekick in There Will Be Blood, and one of the assassins in Munich. I gotta be honest. That's what I'm I really sure, think about. I'm him. not sure oh. I was super aware of him as an actor when I first saw those movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think of him, and he. And he's, he's done not... a lot of TV work in the last few years, and yeah. he's just always fucking shouting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. I'll take your word for yeah. it. Yeah. So like when um, yeah. when uh, Kevin Spacey's, you know, when, when everyone found out he was like uh, fiddling around with young boys, put penises yeah. like I, I was like, they should just get Ciara and Hines like they just recast the role in House of Cards. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he's histrionic. Yeah. Because hmm. he's like that. He could probably do a, you know, a southern drawl. You know, the, I, yeah. they, he could be the house majority. Whip. <laughs> yeah. Whip. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, he's uh, Mr. Dumbledore in this. Uh, yeah, he's Dumbledore's I'd call him bro. I call him Nigel, too? Might as well. Nigel. There's a lot of Nigels here. Uh, so, yeah, back at the school, they, they fight the Death Eaters. Um, we already get a lot of big deaths. Henry. A lot of big deaths. Do you know what my saddest death moment was? All right, let me guess, because... I mean, I uh, Remus and his girlfriend get it. And that, that, Both that, of them. That's real yeah, sad. Yeah, that was that sucked. Um, um, we get uh, but this one, we don't even see the person die. It's just sort of like we're panning across the wreckage and we see the dead body um, and we never mention it. And it's so sad. Who? You'd think that Ron would mourn. A girl who gave him that many blowjobs. <laughs> She's in. I didn't catch that at Lavender all. Lavender Brown's lifeless corpse. Didn't notice. She made very little impression on me. So I. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Poor Good Lavender. eye. Good eye. Thank Jesus you. Christ. I, I did not notice that. It's not really a good eye. It's a pretty tight close-up is it really yeah. <laughs> i didn't recognize her man at all no nope. yeah okay yeah Jeez. i was sad about that one um yeah. so you know battle battle henry goes off into the woods henry and... does yes yes did i say henry uh-huh damn it it's all right what's going on with me 
Harry Potter <laughs> goes off into the Forbidden Forest to battle uh, Snape. Uh, not Snape. Fucking Voldemort. And Voldemort. Well, wait a minute, what? dude. What am I skipping a lot? Well, you're skipping kind of a, the fucking thing that I'd been waiting for for eight fucking go ahead, movies. Go ahead. Snape. His story. Oh, that his, happens before this. Okay. His reason for being. Yeah, Henry, yeah. of Help course. Help me out here with a little bit of it because it's a little As per usual, Harry dips his <laughs> fucking face into the pensive right. and uh, gets a look at the past. And uh, it's basically um, sort of a, a montage of big moments in Snape's life. Yeah. And so Snape, he was a kid. He was friends with uh, Lily Potter or Lily, whatever her name was. Yeah. Um, since before they went to Hogwarts, they go to Hogwarts. Lily meets James. Snape is upset about this, but he stays friends with her. He's in love with her. He's in love with her. His but whole he, life. And James is kind of a dick to him. Yeah. And uh, then he uh, grows up to become a loyal servant to Dumbledore. And, uh, you know, he's playing a role all throughout this thing. He was a good and, guy all along. And and that's what I figured, you know. And, I mean, I, I didn't – I always never knew about any of the characters in these movies, but the one that I heard about all the time was Snape. And so I was always and, – and Well, he somehow, has one of the most interesting arcs. He's fucking Alan Rickman. Right. And, and, and somehow I managed, since the first book came out 21 years ago or so – I have managed to not have that ruined for me. And so I, I never really knew where he was going. And then especially at the end of Half-Blood Prince, when he kills Dumbledore, I still thought uh, there's something fishy here with him. And then, you know, it really does a good job. I, and, I, I remember reading the books. And uh, when yeah, that happened, yeah. I remember I always thought of him as a good guy. Right. In fact, I remember in like Order of the Phoenix when... Harry is still like suspecting Snape of like being in in league, you know. Yeah, in whatever. League. Yeah, I uh I remember being like Harry. It's been fucking five years now. <laughs> Just like accept he's a good guy. Right, right, dumb right, shit. Right. Yeah, and yeah. and then when when he kills uh, Dumbledore in Half Blood. Prince, God, I almost Star Wars to the Harry Potter series. You know, back in Half Blood, um, <laughs> I, uh, I was like, I want him. I want me to be right about him. I want him to be a good guy, but I doubted it. Really? Yeah, I started to doubt myself. I was like, maybe this is the fucking heel turn because, like, it seemed so obvious to me that he was a good guy for such a long piece of the series that I was sure. like, maybe there's a fucking double cross yeah. where it was like, you're supposed to think he's like good at heart, but it turns out, no, he's actually a shit. Well, and that would be harder to figure out on the page than it would be in a movie. In the movie, I'm given, you know, as a movie goer watching it, you're given b more clues, better hints, yeah. actors, actors, mannerisms, you know, Alan Rickman's the genius, you know. He doesn't and, betray and, a lot, but he does put a lot of heart into the performance. Nah, yeah, and I mean, in part two, he's finally able to emote. I mean, and it's Oh, great. my God, that death it scene. is great. When I mean, it's he, so he tells good. Harry to look at him. He says, you have your mother's eyes. And those are yeah, his man. Words. I mean, this is a guy who's been like a, a, a double agent for his entire life because he's been in love with Harry Potter's mother. I mean, it's it's that simple. You know, it was never uh, anything that crazy. But, uh, you 
know, it, it makes the whole thing better because now if you go back and watch them again, you can see that, you know, everything through cl with clarity, you know, and see that he's guarding him and all that kind of Did stuff. Did he so really ever cool. find love with anyone else, do you think? Maybe not love. Did he fuck? I hope so. I hope Snape didn't die a virgin. I hope not either. I, mm. I, I don't know. Maybe him and <laughs> Maggie Smith. <laughs> no, definitely not Maggie Smith. Maybe the the one who does the pot, the uh, little plants. Oh, maybe. Professor Sprout. Yeah, maybe her uh, Snape and Sprout. I can see it. You know what? You know what Snape. definitely happened, Henry? What? One night he got drunk <laughs> and boned Trelawney. Oh, that's that. You know why? Because that's right. You're right. Because Emma Thompson and Alan Rickman were in Sense and Sensibility together. <laughs> and they, yeah, no, that that's uh, that's it. I see it. Come on. Yeah. They were yeah. hanging out in the teacher's. Yeah, you know, she's lonely. He's, yeah. lonely. He's, <laughs> lonely. He's bitching to her like, yeah. I still didn't get the dark arts. He was, yeah, he's probably like bummed one night. Right. And she's some, like, oh, she, you, she, she but like, I can see that you will. She like, maybe she like threw some pity on him, like went up to him and was like, <laughs> I see you in my bed tonight. And he was like, oh, okay. do Alan Rickman accepting that invitation. Mm. <laughs> Would you like to unzip my pack? So, uh, no, anyway, Snape uh, dies. <laughs> Snape dies, and a fucking awesome battle ensues. And once again, I said it on one of the other shows of this franchise, Harry Potter, that these battles are great. They're uh, so they're, great. You can like see everyone, like what they're doing. Everything. There's like a clarity. Like you they're, can yes. see people like doing spells, and like they're all doing different shit, and everything makes sense. Like, dude, it, like this would actually be what like the offensive like front. I you know, agree. In like a wizard they, battle look, would be. These these last two movies, and and most of the battle scenes in any of them, they blow away. Any battle sequences in the new Star Wars movies? Oh, would you stop just taking they, any opportunity to shit? No, 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 no but I, I'm, I'm not just going to name Star Wars. They blow away Lord of the Rings, those epic battle sequences. Duh. And for clarity, and for clarity, they're better than, I have to say it, it hurts me, but they're better than a lot of the uh, Marvel movies. Absolutely. I couldn't like, agree more. Yeah, like I think in Civil War and Infinity where they got much better with some clarity and and we we but, gave joss whedon his props there's clarity absolutely and, yeah, yeah yeah but as a whole these i don't know man this david yates fella he knows what he's doing with these sequences and and you give a shit i mean that's the main thing that's yeah. what also makes it better it, it's a big deal you know so uh, you know yeah it's it's great and and ray fines is just Oh, my God. He's so fucking good. His sequence at the end when he's like accepting, you know, Dude, telling everyone to come best, over to his the side. The best man. moment. Oh, my God. In, okay. Second best moment in Deathly Hallows Part 2. Yeah. Is the scene where, um, like, everyone thinks Harry's dead at yes. this point, And Hagrid is holding Harry. And he's saying, like, he's, he's asking people to, like, come over to the Death Eaters. Just surrender. Right. And Neville... Starts delivering this like speech, yeah, and it cuts to Voldemort 
just this like with this gleeful smile on his face like he thinks it's so funny that this yeah. kid is bothering to say something right right i love that moment it's incredible and i really liked uh, how cruel uh, like i didn't expect like i kind of thought i i really thought actually once he got them you know like cornered them and he was making like kind of cracks and stuff i didn't think like his people the death would be like laughing and like Bellatrix would be laughing. Like that was a neat touch. Yeah. You know, I thought they'd just be silent while he spoke and they're like, they're just making fun of them. Like it's so it's bad, you know? And then, and then, you know, obviously when Harry rolls out of the fucking Hagrid, I mean, that's, that's yeah, a, that's great. a stand up and cheer moment, man. That's fucking awesome. That was like one of those things Rowling said she like had in mind from the start of the series. Really? Yeah. She was like, she knew she could never kill Hagrid in any of the books because like from the beginning, she knew like she wanted a big moment in Deathly Hallows part two. Or when Deathly Hallows, not in part two. Yeah, in her part, yeah. Where, yeah. like, Hagrid, like, rolls out holding, like, Carrie's lifeless corpse. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Oh, I have a, I have a question for you. Because this, this was a little bit nebulous. Uh, okay. So when they have ostensibly killed Harry Potter in the forest, right? Draco Malfoy's mother walks over. Narcissa Malfoy. Narcissa walks over to Harry and says, is Draco dead? Now, I didn't catch, I, I think I missed it. Did did Harry, like, nod to her? and Or he is he alive? And did he nod, like, affirming to her that, yes, he is alive? Because yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, changed, yeah, yes. okay, I thought so. Because that explained, like, I wasn't sure. Because then at the end, Draco's hesitantly coming over to the other side. But then when they all abandon uh, at the end, they all abandoned Voldemort. Yeah, the Malfoys she, just like run away. <laughs> right. And and she seems to. And I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense. So she was like on Harry Potter's side then. I think like, she, she, was, she puts two and two together and like, oh, Harry. In that moment, kept him alive. In, in that moment, her head was with Draco. And so I think she like developed a sympathy for Harry. Right. Because of what she was worried was happening to her own son in that battle. Right. Okay, so I got it right. I wasn't sure. I, I yeah, because he's like dead but not dead, you know. So what do you think of that sequence in the train station with Dumbledore, the white? I love like, that in the heavens. fucking book, man. It's so weird. Uh, it's such. It's so out of left field. I mean, in the movie, I can kind of take it or leave it for the most part, with two exceptions. I love the randomness of that, like. Like quivering, dying elf, like just lying there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. And also, just the explanation of it—that it's like if you're, if this is like in your dreams, then it's real. Yeah. Like yeah. it doesn't matter whether this is like D Dumbledore's spirit or whether this is just some shit that's going on in Harry's head. Like, right. th this is real and this will propel Harry. See, you said dying elf and I thought they were like walking by a part of Voldemort's soul. Oh, you're of... probably right. You're probably right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah I didn't know. Yeah, because yeah, it's complicated. <laughs> yeah. in the I feel like I had a better handle on that in the book, but um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of an ethereal, creepy scene. Yeah, I, I like it. It enough. is. Yeah, I like it too. And then their final confrontation's great. And, you know, the discovering of whose wand it actually was and all that shit, the elder wand. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. uh damn, you know, and just Ray finds I mean he he 
you made me want to give it to Yates, you know, and I really should. Uh, but I, I really wanted to give it to Ray Fines. Fines is my MVP for this particular. He's, he's mine too. I think yeah. I gave it to him before, maybe in Phoenix, but he's getting it again yeah. because he's just outstanding. I skipped he, the best moment of the movie. Wait, go ahead, Henry, because this I remember got um like a standing ovation when I saw this in theaters. Whoa! Because <laughs> people were pumped for this movie. Sure. So it the moment where, um, Mo, like someone's about to kill. Oh, you know what? It's Bellatrix is like about to oh, kill. Oh no! Ginny, I know what you're gonna say. And Molly jumps in front of Ginny and says, "Not my daughter, you bitch." Uh, yeah. You weren't into I, that. I. You know. God, I wanted to be. Come on, someone saying "bitch" I, in a Harry Potter I movie. I know, and it just seemed forced. Oh, I, come I, on. When she said it, of course, I immediately thought of Sigourney Weaver in Aliens yes. and get away from her, you bitch. Mm-hmm. But it was just it was a little much. I mean, I, it it was a great sequence to have them battling each other to begin with. So I didn't really it wasn't like bad. It was just funny. It was jarring. I it was like, whoa, shit. what? <laughs> you loved it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it was cool to see Julie Waters at Walter Julie Waters to do something other than kind of, you know, flit around the house and make tea for people it was nice to see her like fight <laughs> yeah you know, that, that was cool uh yeah that got a standing ovation it was you, uh, it was a wow. rapturous applause not when harry <laughs> like resurrects no that's funny because everyone uh, knew that was gonna happen right right yeah. yeah yeah i mean i mean it makes it's a dark movie so putting the word bitch in there wasn't you know insanely out of character it was just it was just funny it was it was bizarre yeah um but also i want to point this out what ray finds for me did in this role is i honestly think it's bold statement city time here folks i'm right i i think uh to my to our listeners who don't read the books and maybe haven't seen the movies uh voldemort as ray finds him is up there with the great 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 movie villains of all time I think he, he, certainly for like a fantasy franchise, he's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, he's a great villain. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Would you? Why would you qualify it? Um, I don't know. I, I guess I just have to think about it. No, I, I guess he's a great movie villain. Like if you, you. Can, I'm not saying he's like Darth some, Vader, but I'm yeah, saying yeah. he's in the league of of the greatest movie villains that there have been, and it's pretty much all because of Ray Fiennes' okay, okay. performance. You yeah, know? you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was great. Okay. Yeah. Is that? Oh well, we have to, of course, talk about the epilogue. Yes. Which is um, divisive. It was very divisive when the book came out and remains oh. so in the movie. I didn't see it coming, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a three the last three pages of the book, she like pops this in. And it's it's uh nineteen years later and like Harry and Ginny are married and like send their kids off to Hogwarts and uh you know, Hermione and uh Ron are married and, and Harry's son is named Albus Severus Potter. Right. Asp, by the way, a parcel mouth snake. Thing. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Rolling. Yeah. You sneaky snake. Okay. So what do All you right. think? What do you think? Of I, I didn't. I mean, it could have not been there. You could live I, without it, right? Yeah, I could, <laughs> I could live without it. But I'll tell you the, the best part of it was when his son 
is worried about being put in the Slytherin and you get yet another affirmation. And it's really the only affirmation you get besides the perceived bowl of water that that Snape's an awesome guy. Yeah. Persive. Yeah. That be, so Harry, cause Harry gets to say like, he basically, what does he do? He just basically, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh cleanses. It's yeah, not the right word, well, but he, Slytherin. He, says, he cleanses it of being a he bad says, place Look, to be. The two greatest wizards I've ever known in my life are the ones you're named after Albus Dumbledore and Severus Snape. One of them came from Gryffindor. One of them came from Slytherin. So right. let's right. not denigrate but, Slytherin. Of course, right. this is coming from the same guy who, when he took over <laughs> Hogwarts earlier in the movie, when like McGonagall like took it from Snape's clutches, just like fucking sent all the Slytherin kids to the dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. The well, fuck? you know, they were kind of assholes, I'm sure. You know, they were ready to turn in Harry right away. Remember oh. the the one girl comes forward, she's like, "What are we waiting for? Get him." Yeah, a bunch of no. SJWs sending those neo-Nazi kids into <laughs> the hiding. Um Henry, uh, Voldemort's Trump, right? Can we say that? It's a it's a movie about not, um, Voldemort's, but not, I can't. I thought about this already. <laughs> he's too smart. He's too smart. But yeah, he's, uh, I mean, he really is. But it's Trump's a movie like about a group of, of villains that like get voted into the Senate and and just decide like our policies are going to be that is um, true. You know, white is right and get rid of the muggles and the half. That is very true. Yeah, that's very true. There's a lot of race baiting in Harry Potter. That that's very true. Yeah, Voldemort does have the pure blood thing going on. Yeah. So there's a lot of the Aryan racist bigotry horse shit uh, going on. Absolutely true. It's just uh, selling Voldemort short because he's intelligent. And right, I don't right. want to give that. I'd rather. Well, but I know, think I I, I, the thing about core. it was Rowling was wrong, right? Rowling thought like it would take a, a creature of this charisma and brilliance to. <laughs> to, to and and w what it was God, was no. It, it has to be someone that the the fucking idiots can relate to. It's a really good point. Voldemort is more like Nixon, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like really manipulative and and racist, but also really brilliant and and, and saying one thing and meaning another. You know, he, he's more like a Nixon type figure. But sure. uh, I can't I can't argue the present like state of affairs. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's that's a little even better. All right, what do you give this movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, let's just keep going. No. It's like a Robert E. Lee. All right. Um <laughs> I'm giving it five stars. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna go four. <laughs> I figured. Um uh who's your MVP? We're going Ray with Fines. Ray Fines. Who's your LVP? Don't know. <laughs> oh man. I know I'm pathetic. Yeah. Because I don't see any real weak uh links here. The music, bah, 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 bah. who's yours? Mm. Well, now that I found out Lavender's in it, maybe she'll get it. You know who mine is? And I'm sorry about this because I kind of like her. But the actress who plays Ginny, I feel like Ginny, oh, you know what? Ginny needs to be a better character. I, I'm going to go with you on that. I, yeah. That's actually something I didn't think of. I did think about while I was watching the movie. Yeah. Bonnie I didn't, Wright I didn't, is the actress's name, and she's totally okay. But well, like, I, yeah, I but I was gonna say I don't even know. I mean, the character definitely needs more development, but 
the actress probably could have a little bit more charisma too. Look, it's the fucking it's the right? lady Harry Potter right. of the I mean, series Harry Potter is yeah. going to end up with. Right. Like, I mean, Cho Chang has way more charisma. Ah, that she ain't so hot either. Yeah, she's better. Get Lavender Brown in there. All right. <laughs> All right, so we both pick uh, Ginny. Sure. Ginny. No. <laughs> Insert taken. gump there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Well, Harry Potter rankings, Henry. Harry oh, wait. Potter first, rank- do the superhero count. Oh, sorry. Yes. Uh, fuck. I'm getting so into this. I didn't have it. Uh, Karen Hines played um, some shitty fucking villain. What's his name? Like uh, Wolf Spain. Yeah, we can skip. <laughs> what is his name? You're close. Uh, Steppenwolf. Right, Steppenwolf. Yeah, baby. That's even dumber. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That was the only oh, one. Oh, that's it. Okay, fine. Yeah, just one. All right, Harry Potter rankings. You want to start from the bottom, go to the top? Uh, I think that's how it's usually. It's more exciting that All way. All right. Sure. What's your number eight Harry Potter movie? My number eight. Uh, this was kind of a toss-up, seven and eight, but uh, I went with my gut. Uh, number eight is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Very interesting. Mm. Okay, I, I, I'm going with Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, that's my number seven, and that was close. Okay, and my number seven is Goblet of Fire. Oh, there you go. Which, interesting. Which pains Ooh. me. Which yeah, pains I me. thought mm. it's my number one book. Right. Uh, but uh, you know, not not one of the better movies. It's a little bit anonymous. Okay, I uh, thought you liked it more than that. All right, yeah. Number, number six. six, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Okay, I have here Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Ooh. I know, you love that one. Stabbing me. Yeah. All right. Uh, number number five. five, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. All right, I have Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Okay. Number four, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. All right. Number four. I, it was hard. Interesting. Man. It okay. was hard. I have uh, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Okay. Uh, number three, Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Okay. My number three. Listen, I'm going Azkaban, and I really thought this would be number one. Yeah. Going, going into this project, and I loved these fucking Deathly Hallows movies. So did I. All right. So did I. What's your number two? Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Aha, we're going to flip them. That's what I uh, thought. I have Hallows Part 2 and number 2, and so you have Part 2 at number 1, and I have Part 1 at number yeah, 1. Yeah, I feel like it's the perfect ending to a, a, a series where five out of the eight movies are very good to great, and I think the, the way they wrapped it up over 10 years was just couldn't have been better. It's a very know? fine franchise, the Harry Potter movies. I, I will also say one more thing about Harry Potter and Deathly, Deathly Hallows Part 2. Yeah. Two hours and ten minutes. Oh, sweet, oh sweet. my God. Sweet, sweet, sweet. What a yeah. relief. And oh. the credits were over ten minutes. So this this is an under two-hour movie. Yeah, man. It, 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 it nails it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, of course, there is another Harry Potter movie that exists in the world. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them by uh, David Yates directed that one as well. Came out a few years back. And uh, there's a sequel to that coming out in November uh, called The Crimes of Grindelwald. Right. And so we're going to go ahead and not talk about Fantastic Beasts quite yet. We're going to take a break from Harry Potter after this week. And uh, we'll catch you back here at Hogwarts um, in uh, November.
Okay, that's when we're gonna do that. All right. Well, one well, I figure that week. One yeah, day. sure. Yeah. Like a will that be a bonus? No, it'll be a full episode. We'll do oh, both right. uh, Fantastic Beasts movies. <clears throat> all right, cool, cool. Yeah. Um. All right. I saw a trailer for it. it looks pretty bad, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it turns out. <laughs> we'll get to talk about um. Uh, who's that kid who has a baby head? Oh, one, uh, of, one she, of these she, baby head kids. Oh, Andrew Garfield? No, not Garfield. Danish girl. Danish girl? You know, uh, the kid who's the Danish girl. Oh, Stephen Hawking, <laughs> you know? You know Stephen Hawking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Redmayne, yeah, right. Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne, We'll right, get to right, talk right. about him. We'll get to talk about Johnny Depp. We'll get to talk about um, who uh, else is in these fucking movies. I, I saw know, the dude. first one. Did you? It was yeah. on kind of a bad date. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I might have been distracted. Uh, all right. Okay. Um. But in the meantime, let's wrap up, Henry. Yeah. Uh. For fuck's sake. For fuck's sake, people. Give us um, a five star rating or review on iTunes. We got one this week. We did. Did it? Did it come with a a review? Any, yeah. Yep. Here it is. Madison A. Pitts. Okay. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, says, I started listening to the franchise when the Real Weird Sisters came on after listening to Daniel on their podcast. And I have downloaded and listened to so many episodes this week. It makes me want to watch more movies just to understand all the references and episodes. Henry and Daniel are so much fun to listen to. And I have burst out laughing at my desk too many times. Now my coworkers <laughs> just think I'm odd. Worth it. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Uh, there that, you go. Madison. Uh, thank you very much. Close the deal. Let us know that you are for real. For fuck's sake, leave us a star. You don't have to write nothing. We won't know who you are. For fuck's sake, you motherfuckers. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Uh, I, it's such a nice tune. It sounds like a James Taylor song. And then, and then that motherfucker at the end always uh, surprises me. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Uh, you got. I'm sure you got other stuff now. Uh, yeah. Fo- sure. Follow us on Twitter at Low Stakes. My, Low Stakes Daniel is me. Uh, Pod franchises the show. Logan be it there. Um, you know, I'll tell you what. That shut up Tim episode was a big hit. Good. He's a fan favorite yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, Logan says my favorite episode yet. Lots of ups and downs. The tension between Dan and Tim at points. The friendship that developed between Tim and Henry. Oh. All, all the music, the differing in opinions. I even enjoyed the 10 minutes of Harry Potter talk. Five out of five. <laughs> Hunk Studman loved Shut Up Tim on the show. Says can't wait for that Homeward Bound coverage. All right. Oh, okay. Amazingly, the real weird sisters reached uh, the chapter of Order of the Phoenix about Grop this week. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't that funny? That is funny. Yeah. Ah. All right. Um, Mark Reese at Mark R 1878 says, are you guys planning on doing Godfather, Dark Knight or the Karate Kid franchises? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, of course. All three. I've, been, I've been pushing for Batman this year, but I, I don't I know, know if it's yeah. going to happen. I know. Yeah. He loves the podcast. Keep up the good work. Um, yeah, uh, whatever. Connor Rada and Tim. Tim is great at promotions. <laughs> so many <laughs> tweets just from like him chatting with people. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Ryan Rabalkin. 
You know how much I love you guys. Every episode is amazing, but I've noticed an increase of Henry going yep, yep, yep more. And now, Dan, you have too. Nothing wrong with that. Just a faithful listener noticing. Yep, yep, yep. Brian, leave us alone. (laughs) We are so nice to you, you piece of shit. (laughs) We got to watch those yep, yep, yeps, huh? Yeah. He also says that his favorite book and film of the franchise is Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, which he thinks is a hot take, and it kind of is. Oh, all right. Interesting. Interesting. But, uh, you know, I don't really care anymore. (laughs) Wait. uh, Hang on. Hang on. Um. Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. Madison wrote that she wrote an iTunes review and it wasn't showing up. But so she wrote it again. And that's the one I just read. So it worked this time. So that's been happening to some people. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Listen, that's iTunes fault, but it's also your lazy ass's fault. (laughs) If it doesn't show up, rewrite it. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Shut up, Tim. Says that I have a crush on the real weird sisters. Yeah, he's not wrong. Um, I, <laughs> I <laughs> uh, what else? Who, we, who said that? Shut up, Tim. Of course. Oh, of course. Um, he also, God, he's he tweets too much. Mike, Mike Graff, uh, our old friend there, Mikey Graff. Yeah, yeah. This week's episode of the franchise with Shut Up Tim is my favorite. The little acapella number was great. Loved the Dancing with the Stars mini podcast. And the vasectomy group therapy was wonderful. <laughs> All right. All-Terrain Biker says Sicario Day of the Soldado was awesome. Anyone watched it yet? Would you like me to answer that? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I have not watched it yet, but I know you loved it. I saw it in theaters. It's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you, buddy. It's great. He says that he was expecting it to be just good or okay, but so far, this and Annihilation are his number one and two of 2018. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't nuts about Annihilation, but mm-hmm. Sicario 2, I'm on board with you. Yeah, uh, for sure. Jen Rignani, uh <laughs> What? Jen Rignani. Is that how you pronounce that last name? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, Henry's sister. Uh-huh. Fans of my brother's show, be sure next September to nominate for the podcast awards. Too late for 2018. And P.S. Don't forget Silence of the Lambs at some point. We'll do it. Uh-huh. We'll do it. I've been thinking about a good way to do it. Okay. Podcast uh, awards? Yeah, there's pod. It, they're they're ridiculous. It's just like um, you know, you uh, it's it's like listeners write in basically. Oh lord. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, sis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can uh, I read an email I got from Aussie Scott? I'm I, not I didn't... done. <laughs> Excuse me. Hey, we're loosey goosey. I'm not in the rush. There Go ahead. was discussion about um, who the best hosts have been, and uh, David Gallagher says the sisters had the edge until I heard Tim's version of heavy hitters spoofing Maya Rudolph's mom's "Loving You." Did you know that Maya Rudolph's mom wrote the song "Loving You"? I didn't. Yeah. Had me in hysterics. After that, he tied with the sisters as best host. Maybe mm. bring everybody together for an epic podcast. The dynamic between everyone is great. Wow. All right. Wouldn't that be something? Logan says, my favorite thing about this podcast is that Henry rents all the movies that you guys talk about from the library. Okay. <laughs> I didn't hear the Henry what? I'm sorry. That you rent all the, your movies from the library. Oh, not true, but sometimes true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. William Anastasio says he stands low-stake Dan- low Daniel. Now, that's a millennial term for being a big fan of something. Oh. So he's going to give Christ. the franchise a listen. I guess he heard me on something else. Okay. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, 
Wow. <laughs> Madison, big Twitter week. Yeah, big Twitter. And we're recording early in the week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know wow. what? Fuck it. Read your email. Okay. It's I, I didn't read it last week because um we couldn't. <laughs> okay. So oh, right, I'd like right. Yeah, so I'd like to read this from Aussie Scott. Okay? This was sent uh <clears throat> regarding uh, the t- topic was the real weird sisters episode, but it's just a, a interesting email. So thoroughly enjoyed the episode as usual. The length I didn't mind. I'm the type of guy that watches Lord of the Rings and feels like it needs another hour. The longer, the better. Oh God. The episode was a nice change hearing female voices. And I was bit in the same boat as you, Henry, as I haven't read the books. So some of the background info from the real wicked sisters and Dan was interesting. Real weird sisters. <laughs> He wrote Wicked. He's all from right, Australia. Right, maybe right. that's you know. So this is the nice thing though, right here. He wrote, "I can't get enough of the franchise, so I'm repeatedly re-listening to old episodes. They never get old or boring. The way I discovered the franchise was purely random. I was walking around the shops, thinking I might do something that I've never done before, like listen to a podcast, likely one about movies, as I'm a bit of a movie buff." But which one do I choose? Then about 10 minutes later, I heard voices in the background following me. I checked my phone in my pocket and it had somehow unlocked, gone to Spotify. And out of all the podcasts in the world, it picked the franchise. That's so weird. Yes, it was you and Dan breaking down a movie in the background. So I listened to that episode and every other since then, multiple times, LOL. I appreciate the effort and passion you guys put in each week. Your podcasts break up the mundane parts of life. Thank you. Aussie Scott. Right? Good heavens. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm speechless. That's lovely. Uh, it was just wonderful. Yeah. I know. Uh, it was great. He he, uh, he also had a quick uh, idea that I did want to read as well. He sent me just the other day. Um, something we had been, I think other people, Dan, that's why I wanted to bring you in on it. I think other people have suggested this. Some people seem to want this, but we'll have to talk about it I love suggestions. Off. We'll have... <laughs> <laughs> you would be both buddy yeah no but uh he was he would be interested in hearing us talk about he called it like a little sibling side podcast possibly bonus episodes of talking about non-franchise movies that we just really love he's he was like randomly mentioned like true lies and good the bad and the ugly because he says he realizes the amount of time and effort that we put into each podcast so he understands if it's too much but once in a blue moon, uh, he thinks our listeners would be very happy to hear about movies that you and I are passionate about. Yeah, you know, I'd love it. And um, I mean, that's what we try to do on the podcast with the the list segments. But that's true. Um, but I will say, like, it, it, we've thought about um, opening up a Patreon, which would, you know, you'd have to donate like whatever it is, five dollars a month or something to us. And yeah. you'd like unlock bonus podcasts that we'd have to do. Right. Um. So I mean, something for the future. Listen, maybe. if if any out there interested in that, or if if you would pay the five dollars a month, uh, let us know. Like, I'm open to learning about that more. Yeah. Yeah. Um. For sure. And uh, we have another quick a uh, quick email from UK Dave. Um. <laughs> there was some other stuff in there, uh, but uh, I'll get to that another time. He had a joke for me to read, which I failed to read. Uh, but uh, with regards to Twitter, Henry, stick to your guns. It's a oh, bollocks. Shut up, UK it's, Dave. It's a bollocks 
social media platform. I tried it twice and don't get it. Also, both times mine got hacked by some weird Middle Eastern shit. Never happened to me. <sighs> I love that he used the word bullocks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Get on Twitter. All right. Email us Enough. at thefranchisepod at gmail.com or henryfranchise at outlook.com. And, and email us more nice stuff like like Aussie Scott. Yeah, Aussie yeah. Scott, UK Dave are uh, just wonderful. I've They're gotten stalwarts. Stalwart. I love them. They really are stalwarts. And it really isn't that much of an effort to, to email something either. Yeah, I will say in my defense, yeah. in my defense, it's right. not that big a deal. But uh, yeah, so thank you, everybody. And this was a, a real joy to cover. Yep, great big stuff. Surprise we'll for see me. you in November for Fantastic Beasts. But what's coming up next week, Henry? Oh, one of the the original ones we wanted to do when we first started. The most one of the most requested things we've it's had. True. It's true. Speed. There, yep, there's a bomb on the bus and then on the boat. Uh, yep. It's Speed and Speed Two Cruise Control uh, by Jan de Bont. We'll get to talk about Keanu. We'll get to talk about Sandy B again. We'll get to talk about uh, Jason Patrick and Willem Dafoe and Dennis Hopper and Jeff Daniels, some of the greats. Very exciting. Yeah, Jeff Daniels yeah. just won an Emmy this week. Um, oh, all right. Oh, for the, I watched that too. Godless? Yeah, it was yeah. great. Okay. Um, <laughs> so there you have it. Speed and Speed 2 next week. I'm really looking forward to that. And I don't think I've ever seen Speed 2 Cruise Control. I saw it in through. theaters. Nice. Beautiful. I just remember there's stuff where um, uh, Willem Dafoe has pet leeches. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we'll find out if I made that up, gang. That's so, so good. Yeah. Oh, my. Uh, all right, all right. guys. Uh, speed and Speed 2 next week. All right, everybody. Until then, happy trails. Not my daughter, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs>